And we are live. How's everybody doing tonight? My name is Anthony Brian Logan, and you're watching and or listening to ABL Live. Thank y'all for joining me tonight. You could be almost anywhere in the world, but you're right here with me live on the show, and I appreciate y'all for that. We got a whole lot going on all over the internet, all over mainstream media, social media everywhere, and I don't know where to start. First of all, congrats to the Chiefs for winning the big game yet again. No surprise to me. I might as well say congrats to Taylor Swift for winning big money over in the NFL. There's some interesting commercials that came about. Some good ones, some not so good ones. We'll talk about all that a little bit more a little bit later. Also, we got to talk about this Lakewood church shooting in which a woman lost her life. There's a lot of controversy over that. Some say it's a man. Some say it's a woman. We'll get into that particular issue a little bit more a little bit later. Also, we got attorney Ben Crump, the ambulance chaser, talking about he has the solution to crime in the black community. It's a crazy and ridiculous solution that won't work, but we're going to speak about it anyway. Also, didn't I tell you guys in previous videos that migrants are the new slaves? Have not been beating that drum for weeks and months and years now. We'll talk about a specific example of this happening in real time a little bit more a little bit later. Also, uh, House Rep Barbara Lee, who's been in office since 1998, 26 years, is now running for U.S. Senate and says that a $50 minimum wage is now called for. We'll talk about all those things and more on tonight's episode of ABL Live. And thank y'all again for being here. You guys are the best audience anywhere on these interwebs. If you like what you're hearing so far, please give the video a thumbs up. Like the video, share the video, do all of that good stuff. That'll help me out tremendously. We got a whole lot going on. There's a lot happening. We got breaking news going on with the Kansas City uh, Super Bowl parade shooting. And they found a suspect. Somebody asked me what color was the guy. To be totally honest, I can't really call it. I don't know what race this guy is. If racially ambiguous was a person, it'd be him. He could be black. He could be Hispanic. He could be Middle Eastern. He doesn't appear to be white, but maybe he is. I can't really tell. Okay, the guy's kind of kind of light-skinned. I'll tell you what, one color he's not is my color at all. All right? And, of course, shout-out to you, Tony, and shout-out to all you guys I have started Uncle ABL, the brand new channel. Thank you, guys. I've been talking about it for a long time. I was excited to start it. I kind of had analysis paralysis. I was like, man, I keep wanting to start this channel. So I'll be covering a lot of stuff on there. Some of this uh, relationship stuff that's interesting to me. Uh, nutrition is very important to me. Uh, eating properly, eating well, because I always talk about that on the show, I want to have a specific place where I could talk about it. And also some finance things, investment, stocks, all that kind of stuff. Because y'all know how the, the bots are on the channel talking about, you can email me at I'm a Nigerian scammer 007 at hotmail.com. Although I'm posing to be ABL and I'm not, you can send me uh, 15 million Naira and I'll give you $5 back. Okay. That kind of stuff is not the kind of advice I'd really give. I tell you to invest in stocks and things of this nature. I don't know about Forex and Bitcoin, though. So I'll give you some real information from my point of view over on Uncle ABL. Now, some of you guys are already subscribed to Uncle ABL because that was ABL Gaming. 
a lot of you guys are asking about that. Was I going to bring that back? Unfortunately, I don't have enough time for the, the gaming channel. So I'm going to repurpose that for the Uncle ABL. And I'll put more other kind of topics that aren't so much news related over there. And I'll just give the uncle advice. I've, I've settled into my role as the uncle. I'll be 40 years old this year. I got all this gray in my face. And I keep getting called unk everywhere I go. That's what really inspired it. You know, because I keep getting called uncle everywhere. Hey, unk, what's going on, unk? I don't really like that too much, but I've go ahead. I've I've gone on and just embraced it. I'm the unk now. So I'll be talking about those kind of things. You know, back when I was a youngin and my uncles would tell me certain things. Now I'm the age where I need to do the same thing. So that's what it's for. I can just have that outlet to be able to express myself. And shout out to you guys. There's a link in the community tab, and I'm going to put it here in the chat as well. So you guys can subscribe to it. Let me see if I could just pop it up right quick. And please give the video a thumbs up. If you're listening to me on your favorite audio streaming platform, give me a five-star rating or review whatever you can. I most certainly appreciate it. Shout out to you guys who've watched that first video. I really, really appreciate y'all. All right. So there we go. Uh, Uncle ABL is real simple right there. Shout out to you, Zealand Zen. It's right there in the chat. I thank y'all again for appreciating it. Hey, Mike, you've not been called Uncle yet? Well, check it out. It's coming. If you've not been called Uncle yet, just wait. <laughs> if I if I cut this beard off and I, I go back to the, the clean shave, then I appear to be a baby face. But with this beard, I can't, I can't do nothing. I got to just embrace the uncle. So I got to embrace the uncle look, right? you be 30 next February. Are you still a young man? I remember those days. Listen, I turned 30 in 2014. So you're still a young man. When I turned 30, you probably were still in college if you went. So yeah, I remember those days like it was yesterday. But yeah, shout out to you guys again. I really appreciate y'all. ABL Clips, shout out to you, Duke Raul. Okay, now ABL Clips, that channel... That was just for me to put up certain things that I would use as references. I could use that channel still, but that's not really a channel that I would produce original content on. But I probably will use that channel. Absolutely. All right. So shout out to you guys. We got a whole lot going on. And <laughs> where do I start? First, of course, the sponsors. Before I get too deep into the videos, Shout out to PatriotPost.us, your best source of news and information anywhere on these internets. Uh, their link will be in the box, or you could just go visit PatriotPost.us, and I shall pop right on up. Also, go to my merch website, ablmerch.com. That is A-B-L-M-E-R-C-H dot C-O-M. We got the hats, T-shirts, stickers, hoodies, mugs, and more right there on the site again. Um, A-B-L-M-E-R-C-H dot C-O-M. And also, go to my regular website, anthonyblogan.com. That is A-N-T-H-O-N-Y, the letter B, L-O-G-A-N.com. Again, A-N-T-H-O-N-Y, the letter B, L-O-G-A-N.com. There you can find articles for each video that I produce. And in each article, I'll have full videos I'll have uncut stuff. As long as it's legal, I could put it on there. Sources from left, right, independent, uh, local, national, international, everything that you need will be right there on the website, on the front page, anthonyblogan.com. Also go to anthonyblogan.com forward slash contact us. 
You can find my email address, my snail mail address, my social media accounts, my Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, never going to call it X. All that good stuff is right there on the contact page. And if you're ever wondering if you're conversing with me or not, you can cross-reference the method of communication right there on the website. My email is very simple. Contact at anthonyblogan.com. It won't be anything else. If it is, you're being scammed. Do not get robbed out here by a 175,000-pound Lithuanian person laying on the ground, eating borched all day through a feeding tube, or a uh, six-foot-eight bald-head Nigerian dude in the hovel with about 25 other guys, and it's 10 square feet. You're talking about a whole closet. They're going to be in there back-to-back. Don't get scammed. Don't nobody got no time for that. It's 2024. The economy is crazy. We got sleepy creepy in there and money is tight as tight can be. So let's not get scammed. Please keep your money. If you're wondering if you're being scammed or not through people that may be imposturing me on my channel, just cross-reference method of communication on my contact page on my website and all my links are very easy to find. All right. Now we got a whole lot going on. And shout out to you guys. I really, really appreciate you. Um, I think I'm going to just pop up the the whole thing with the the Kansas City situation before we get into anything else, just because that's happening right now. And y'all give me a moment to go ahead and pop that up. Um, and I saw the actual alleged shooter. I'm going to show him so we can see kind of what's going on. And then we're going to get into some of the witness testimony and other things. All right. And shout out to everybody that was out there who tackled the guy. If you guys tackled him, well, shout out to you. You guys are doing very well. All right. Now, suspect Kansas City. I thought I had it favorited, but I didn't. Now, let me go ahead and show this guy. If it's possible. Here we go. All right. So, and when I show him, remember, people were asking me what color is the guy. When I said he's ambiguous, you're going to see exactly what I mean. So, there was a shooting in Kansas City during the parade after the big game, after their team won yet again three times in the past, what, about four or five years, something like that. Shout out Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid, Travis Kelsey, uh, Taylor Swift. Shout out to everybody for their victory, but you got people that want to do other stuff. Now, I don't know if it was a mass shooting, like people were just targeted at random, or if it was a personal situation. I would think it might have been something personal because this guy has on all red. He's wearing the team colors. So were you there just to have fun at the parade? And then some personal issues erupted. That is a suspect right there on the ground. Now, tell me, what race is this guy? You let me know what race this guy is. I can't tell. He could be black. He could be some kind of biracial. He could be some kind of Hispanic. He could be some kind of Middle Eastern. If he grows his hair to a certain length, I might be able to tell a little bit more. But as of right now, I have no idea what's going on. You guys let me know. So we have three that are being detained. Okay. David says, photo going around showing an AR style rifle. Yeah, I saw um, something like that. They said that if you zoom in, it's like an AR rifle, but I couldn't really see anything from that picture. Okay, some say it's black. Look, and all the people are saying different things. Okay, some say black, uh, ambiguous like Obama, black and white. 
He wasn't the one with the gun. Who had the gun? Latino? That's not the guy? Well, who's the guy? You guys give me some clues about who the actual guy was, okay? Because this is the only picture that I see floating around. Now, that was a guy that was detained at the scene, but people are saying that's not the actual shooter. Let me see if I can find the actual uh, shooter here. All right, y'all give me a second. And, yeah. So we got a video of somebody being detained. Let's see if we could show this right here. All right, PC, the headphone user. Sorry about the loud noise. Yeah. When, when we tackle them, the gun come out. So I can't get a good look at the guy. Um, they recovered a gun. It wasn't an AR. Three guys are arrested as suspects. Shooter, young black kid in hoodie. Um, Hispanic or Afghani. Everybody tell me different things. I'm going to try to find the person a little bit more. Let me see if I can see Kansas City suspects. That might give me some results. All right. Let's see. Now, okay, we got a couple different people here. I'm seeing one guy in a, a hoodie. So we got two guys. Now, you have this guy right here. I can't tell. He might be black. I'm seeing some light skin. Looks like he has dreads or something, but I can't. I mean, what's going on in 2024 when we have all this super advanced technology, but when we're talking about trying to find a suspect for a crime, trying to identify them, we got this Bigfoot footage. So we got two guys right here that are being arrested. One guy's clearly black with the hoodie, with the gray hoodie. The other guy is probably black, but I can't really tell. He's like he's lighter skinned. I can't really tell what's going on. And then, of course, you got this guy who was also arrested on the scene. He appears to be black, but light skinned or some kind of biracial or something like that. I don't really know what's going on. I, I don't want to get too caught up in the whole racial element. What I want to know is why this whole thing happened. Was it some kind of beef between people that were there? Because they all appeared to have one. Kansas City paraphernalia. They weren't there necessarily for violence. I can't really tell what's going on. All right. So, yeah, the Jays and all of that. I think tomorrow we'll be able to get um, more information. You know, this is part of the reason why when the whole Lakewood thing happened, I waited a little bit to get more information. I think I was able to give a, an accurate video without much conjecture. I'll probably know a lot more coming up here later. All right. So that's all I got right now as far as the suspects. Now, we have interviews or at least one interview from the ground. Like the security guard was like, get over the damn fence right now. There's a shooter. We hop over. I, I hit my face on accident. But then, so I headed in there. I had no idea where he was. I... I head in there, there's like an FBI agent named Megan, she's like, all right, are you okay? Just like, we'll find your friends and everything. But then, so I just headed all the way over here, but 
there was like second shots in Union Station and she's like get out of there right now so we had no idea but it's just you heard shots inside Union Station too that that's what I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure I heard shots in Union Station they might have been a little bit outside I'm not sure though what did you I'm, I'm pretty sure when I stand outside, I heard just like, boom, boom, like real quick. And then the security, I was like, get over the barricade, get in Union State, or just like, get over here right now. Just come on, come on, let's go. And then, so we went in the, like, we went in the station. Like, we, like, I had no idea if my friends were okay. Like, it's just, it's terrible. Like, so that's what's happening. Um, somebody said it could be a false flag. Um, I don't think so. I don't think it's a false flag. Uh, Joe says 20 plus injured, including nine kids and two deceased is what I last seen. That's something that could be, um, that's, that's definitely a possibility. All right. Let me keep on going here. And here is one of the scenes. They said, this is, um, some of the fans out there tackling one of the people from the, like a bird's eye view. there you can see them right there in the kind of right toward the center part but left but toward the top right right above the center line the center line is right here in the center you can see them right above the center line to the left of the screen so that's what's happening out there in kansas city well, that's what happened earlier today there was a shooting at the parade after they won the Super Bowl today. And you have some deceased. I think uh, Joe earlier in the chat said two deceased and several injured. And there are three people in custody. And I think I showed them. It was the two guys with the hoodies and then one guy with the all red on. So that's all I have for right now. I think tomorrow I may be able to have more information. I may be able to have like local news coverage and all that good stuff. You know, people always ask me. What's the best place to get news? And I always say local because they're going to give you more accurate information that comes from right on the ground with minimal chances of editorializing and sensationalism. When you go to the national news media, what will happen is they'll put their spin on it. They're not really going to give you the real real. They'll give you whatever they think that is appropriate to hear. They'll, they'll give you whatever they want you to know and understand. They'll spin it. The mainstream media, they're very good at spinning, spin, spinning things. And shout out to you guys on the Facebook. Shout out to Rob. Shout, pardon me. Shout out to Reb. And shout out to everybody on the Facebooks watching. I really appreciate y'all. We're trying to get Facebook monetized and all that good stuff coming up for the election because it's going to be crazy. Election time is going to be nuts. Like, it's going to get really crazy. My my prediction for the election before we get into some information about that, actually, and someone's opinion about who they want to endorse or who they'd rather see win, a foreign leader's opinion, uh, I think it's going to be crazy this time. Um, summertime is going to be a mess. It's going to be a mess, and I'm just I'm just getting ready for it. <laughs> I know it's going to be a mess. They're gonna it's going to be an all out assault on alternative media, social media. 
it's been like that for a while. The White House has been pressuring social media to do certain things that's going to work in their favor politically. And we're going to see a lot more of that coming up here in the 2024 election between Trump and Biden. Okay, I think we can pretty much say that Trump has the nomination and Biden does as well. Although RFK had an ad during the big game. Did you guys see RFK's ad in the game? Before I get to Vladimir Putin and who he says would be a better pick for president in the 2024 election, let me see if I can find the RFK Super Bowl ad. It was pretty interesting, to say the least. And there's some other commercials that are pretty interesting. We'll get to those a little bit more a little bit later. Wait a minute. He apologized for the commercial? Hold on. I didn't see this. Let's check it out. One Super Bowl. All right. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. Let's watch this. Have you guys heard about RFK apologizing for his commercial during the big game? Let's check it out. Uh, generating controversy promoted Robert Kennedy Jr.'s run for president. It was a carbon copy of a spot from his uncle JFK's 1960 bid for the White House, and it infuriated several members of his family. Well, now Kennedy's apologizing. It may have been the most shocking ad to air during the Super Bowl. It's an ad for controversial third-party presidential candidate Bobby Kennedy Jr. It was a carbon copy of the ad that helped propel his uncle, JFK, to the White House in 1960. Except Yo, listen, 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 listen. If my uncle is JFK, I'm going to ride that name to the wheels fall off. What you mean? Look, my uncle was a president and I'm running for president. You absolutely right. I'm going to milk that name for all it's worth. Ain't no question about it. How are you going to tell me yeah, I can't? That's my uncle. What you mean? That's my actual family member. Like, yeah, I'm going to ride that name to the wheels fall off. Absolutely. In place of JFK, the image of Bobby was inserted. The ad is infuriating Kennedy's famous family. There's a nostalgia. There's a brand there. There's a love for that family. But everything he stands for is counter to the Kennedy family. His family did not like that. Well, his family didn't like it because they don't like anything that he's doing. My cousin's Super Bowl ad used our uncle's faces and my mother's, says Bobby Shriver, son of JFK's late sister Eunice Shriver. So wait, okay, that's your uncle and it's my uncle. So do you have ownership? Do you have uncle ownership? What? Listen, I'm not even an RFK fan. Don't, don't get it twisted. I'm not even an RFK fan, but... Come on, man. Really? She would be appalled by his deadly health care views. Now, RFK Jr. is apologizing. I'm so sorry if the Super Bowl advertisement caused anyone in my family pain. The ad was created and aired by the American Values Super PAC without any involvement or approval from my campaign. I love you all. God really? You didn't know about your Super Bowl ad? You had no say so in that at all is that what you want me to believe for real look rfk jr you want me to believe that your campaign just or or the pack just did this without telling your campaign or telling you be serious man be serious so they use your likeness your pictures all of that and you had no idea you just watched it with all of us see that's what i'm saying I'm not a fan of RFK because that was that was a pure lie. But I guess, you know, if you really want to be a politician and really wait in those waters, you got to be a liar, huh? And just say whatever you want to say whenever you want to say it.
<laughs> That's crazy. RFK, for real. Come on, man. Come on. I, I, thought, I thought it was a good ad, though. I actually like the ad. I'm not a fan of him or what he just did right there, which was a lie. But the ad was good. The, it was a catchy tune. Some of the old school music should come back. Kennedy, Kennedy, hey, I'm, I'm going to play that in my vehicle right down 75. Absolutely. Now, we have another commercial. Before I get to who endorsed who for what, there's another commercial I want to play for you guys right quick. And then we're going to get to a crazy commercial, a really ridiculous one. Um, And this was just out of this world. Hold on. Do I have it up? I got to find that commercial. The, the Kanye one. Did you guys see the Kanye commercial? Yeah, there we go. Okay, because I got the Kanye commercial and then I got another one I got to show you guys because that one was, I would say, even more controversial than the uh, Kennedy Kennedy and all that good stuff. All right, so I got so many videos open, it's crazy. I can't even find what I just had. All right, so we got that one. All right, perfect, perfect. There we go. We good. So here's Kanye. Now, Kanye, you may love or hate Kanye. It doesn't really matter. But business-wise, you got to hand it to him. You got to hand it to him. Now, I'm going to show you this commercial, and then I'm going to read some numbers, and I'll explain what the numbers actually mean, okay? Check it out. Spent all the money on the commercial spot. We actually didn't spend any money on the actual commercial. But the idea is, I want you to go to Yeezy.com, Y-E-E-Z-Y.com, and I'm going to write it at the bottom of the screen, and I got some shoes, and mm, that's it. So, basically, this was an actual commercial during the game. It's just Kanye recording himself on his phone. In some kind of vehicle, it might be a train. I have no idea what it is. And 25 seconds, he just said, hey, go to my website. I got some shoes, and that's it. And what he was selling was basically the equivalent of socks. I'm going to show you what he was selling right quick because that's kind of important to understand. Now, the commercial had zero production costs. Zero production costs. It was literally him with his phone just recording himself in the vehicle and that, and that was it. Nothing else. There's no CGI. There's no special effects. There's nothing. Okay. And none of that going on. And the spot cost $7 million. Right. So let's see. Do you see the numbers over here? Um, They sold 266,000 Yeezy pods. I'll show you those in a minute. And then they sold some more of the other. I don't know what the rest of this stuff is. Vulture pants. I'm not sure what this is. This, I think his new album is called Vultures. I don't know what the rest of this stuff is, but the main thing is the Yeezy Pods. Now, he had nearly 300,000 orders in about, what, 24 hours. Total sales, $19.3 million. So you spent $7 million, and you made $19.3 million in sales just in the 24-hour period after the commercial or during the commercial or whatever. I say that's a pretty good... Um, <laughs> That, that's a pretty good use of your money right there. You can love Kanye. You can hate him. But that is a really, really good ROI. What's that about? Um, can I do the quick math right quick? What, 12, um, 13, 12 million dollars he made 
okay, in 24 hours, 12.3, I say that's pretty good. I say that's pretty doggone good. So, yeah, shout, shout out to uh, Kanye. Now, I'm going I'm to show you guys the Yeezy Pods. He made $12 million for selling socks. They themselves don't provide that much. Now, watch this. Okay, hold on. This, this guy's trying them on. These are the Yeezy Pods. Basically, they're socks you can wear as shoes because they have insoles on the bottom. And these right here cost $200. Yes, they did. Yes, they did. And you know what? I saw the Yeezy Pods kind of earlier before the commercial, and I had the thought in my head to get them, but I'm like, ABL, listen, you got to just pause for a minute. Do you really want to pay $200 for a pair of socks with some insoles on the bottom? Is that what you want to do with your money? Is that what you want to do with your life? Okay, shout out to Kanye, but I'm not quite sure that's what I want to do. But people did just that and i've got to be honest as much as i uh don't see myself rocking these on a regular basis after filming this review in the next video i have to give it to kanye no matter what you think about him he is truly a visionary when it comes to footwear now obviously are they 20 dollars or 200 dollars? when i saw them they were 200 let me let me go check out yeezy.com right quick because somebody said they're 20 dollars, but i don't think so i think they're 200 dollars. let me just make sure i'm saying the right thing um Oh, $20. Excuse me. Uh, you're right. Thank you for the correction. When I saw them originally, they were $200. So I was wrong. They're $20. Okay, that makes sense. But still, that's, that's, that's even better. If you're able to sell socks for $20 and make $12 million off of that in 24 hours, I mean, that's genius. That's genius. That's, that's even better. So pardon me. I was wrong. $20. Okay, so he dropped it to twenty dollars. So they they were one price at first, and then they got dropped down to the lower price. Okay, thank you, thank thank you for the correction. I appreciate y'all. That's why you guys are the best audience anywhere on these internets. And if you like what you're hearing so far, please give the video a thumbs up, like the video, share the video, do all that good stuff. That'll help me out tremendously. Now we have, I, you know what? Hey, check it out. Sean says you gonna you gotta buy them now. You right about that. I might need to buy them for sure. I'm going to buy it. Yep. I'm going to buy it and I might do an unboxing on Uncle ABL. Who knows? <laughs> because now, because I was interested to see, you know, but 200, no, nah, but 20. Put it, put it to you this way. I'm a guy that has a lot of socks in his sock drawer. I just gave away a big bag of socks to the Goodwill. I had probably about 20 pairs of socks in the bag that I gave away to the Goodwill. Okay, and I wash my socks. I ain't give my people just a bunch of laundry. I wash all my stuff, give it to Goodwill. So if you're out there homeless, you're cold, you need a pair of socks, ABL got you. But I have probably about 30 pairs of socks in my drawer right now. For real. It's, it's kind of crazy. I don't, the tube socks and stuff like that or real tight socks I really don't do. I do more like dress socks. That's kind of my thing. Okay, so those Yeezy pies, if I, can wear, if I can wear them like a house shoe or something like that, or maybe even... If I can get in my truck and drive it with those on, maybe that might work. Pair of sweatpants, Yeezy pods, that, that, that'll do it. All right. So Concert LD says that's 600,000 socks to make to $12 million or really the 19 million. But then after you paid for your Super Bowl ad, so they, they made $19.3 million in sales in a 24 hour period. And then they spent 
seven million dollars on the ad for the big game. So his profit was the twelve point three. All right. So now speaking about commercials and things of this nature, let's watch the he gets us the commercial about Jesus allegedly washing feet. Now there was um there there was a point that I didn't make in my video that I really want to make now because it's really important. I, I kind of alluded to it, but I didn't quite land on it and make it very strongly. Now I'm going to do it. So let's watch this. Let's watch this cringe. If you didn't see it or you did see it, we got to see it again. And for you guys who can't see what's happening, you have scenes of random people in different environments, still frame photos that's doing kind of the Ken Burns effect moving in and out of people washing feet of other people, okay? So the first one, I couldn't tell what that was. Maybe that's um, Paul Paul getting his feet washed by his grandson. And then we have here, you got a cop washing the feet of some random black guy. Don't ask me. Then this is like maybe a high school. You have the, the cheerleader watching, I'm not sure, like the skater girl. I guess that's what it's supposed to be. What you know is true. Then you have a native guy getting his feet washed by the cowboy. Don't have to tell you. You got a young lady um, outside of an abortion clinic getting her feet washed by a random woman. And then in the background, there's like a... Um, there's a um, abortion protesters. I love your precious heart. And then you have somebody in a in a in a household that's uh, pretty pretty gross. A lot of stuff going on, an unkempt, slovenly type place. Maybe she's on drugs, alcohol, or whatever. She's getting her feet washed. I... You got somebody that's at one of these. Um, Oil rig, I guess, protest with a clear air now sign, getting this, getting her feet washed by one of the workers. I was a migrant with a baby, an anchor baby, getting her feet washed by some random white lady. And you see what it says right there, Chicago. You see, you see where we're going with this, right? Because of all the migrants that are getting sent to Chicago. This, this, this is current day. This, this is critique of modern day things that are going on. But I'm going to really make my point a little bit more a little bit later. White family washing the feet of a Muslim lady with a hijab and her husband right next to her. Then you have um, some kind of protest. Black ladies washing the racially ambiguous ladies' feet. And they could never Paul Pauls, two Paul Pauls, black and white. You got an LGBTQ elemental P black dude getting his feet washed by a uh, white pastor type guy. And then it says, Jesus didn't teach hate. He washed feet. He gets us, all of us. And then they promote their website at the end. Now, one thing I want to show one thing, one point I wanted to make is that each of the scenes or most of the scenes shows 
the so-called oppressed getting their feet washed by the so-called oppressor. And I can make that point a little bit more cogent with this frame here. Most of the pictures look like this. So you got the black guy getting his feet washed by the cop. Now, if the message is about um, bridging the gap with those you disagree with, or there may be differences with, or you're culturally just not on the same page. If that's the message, then there should be some pictures where you have the reverse happening, meaning the person who is perceived as oppressed by society, that person should be washing the feet of the alleged oppressor. In this case, it'd be the black guy washing the cop's feet. You don't see anything like that. As always, the person that appears to be the victim um, getting their feet washed by the person that victimized them, allegedly. That's the whole point of this thing. And then people talking about, well, it's just showing grace and it's just what Jesus would do. First of all, Jesus did not wash just random feet. Jesus washed the feet of his disciples. Now, some are going to say, well, hey, ABL, that included Judas who betrayed him. Well, when he washed Judas's feet, at that point, he hadn't betrayed him. Jesus knew that he would betray him, but that's not, that's aside from the point. The point is he was not just washing random people's feet. He was not just washing the feet of detractors and haters and just random people. That wasn't what it was. He was washing the disciples' feet. Now, some are going to say, well, he did that to give them an example of what to do and how to treat people. Well, if that's the case, then say that. Don't say Jesus washed feet to make it look like what you're doing right now is the same thing Jesus did. That's not the reality of the situation. You see, this is part of the reason why guys like me get turned off from religion and Christianity. Shout out to all the good churches and good pastors out there. I know you guys exist. I know you guys are doing good work out there in the streets every day, all day in this country. I know you're out there. Shout out to you. Hats off. But it's too many Guys like this, too many people like this organization, the so-called he gets us, that twist the word to use it in their own kind of way for their own personal benefit. And then my question is, where'd you get all the money for the, for this ad? Who sponsored this? That's what I want to know. I want to know where the money comes from. This is woke. This this is this is a definition of woke. And some people ask me, well, what does woke really mean? Well, first of all. This is work that we created. It's not, it's a, it's a grammatically incorrect version of the term awake. You know, woke, that's not really a thing that you would say. Are you woke? That's incorrect. Are you awake? We use this term that's relatively new to talk about leftist ideology being infused into places to make it be that way all the time. That's pretty much what it means. Okay, when you're talking about something going woke, Let's say, for example, the NFL. NFL is going woke. We got LGBT. We got all kind of other random weird stuff. You got drag queen stores. You got wokeness being infused into it to try and manipulate people to change their mindset, to make it seem like if you're a white family, you're just going to automatically hate your Muslim neighbors. That's going to be a thing. You got to reach out to them because normally y'all wouldn't get along. When in reality... All around this world, all around this country specifically, uh, whites and blacks and Muslims and everybody get along just fine. In my subdivision, in my neighborhood, next to me, we got an Indian family. Over there, we got a white family. Over there, we got a black family. We got a little bit of everybody. People wearing hijabs. We got all of that kind of stuff going on. 
and it's no conflict, it's no beef. Everybody gets along. This kind of thing is a perverted worldview that they want to push upon us, and then they want to hide behind religiosity to do it. Okay, I'm not buying it. I'm not with it. I don't like it. I'm not, I, I don't like it. I, I'm not with it. All right. <laughs> NERN says Jesus didn't have water bottles. Th there you go. Right. There was no plastic water bottles over there in that particular part of the world during that time. All right. Now I have another one. This is from, and I can't pronounce his name. Y'all please pardon me. Sean Foyt. I don't want to say his name wrong and be cussing on this live stream. I ain't trying to get myself banned here. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Let me go ahead and throw him on the screen right quick. You guys, can you see his name? F-E-U-C-H-T. S-E-A-N-F-E-U-C-H-T. Now, how do you pronounce that last name? I think if I try to pronounce it, I'm going to wind up cussing. This is kind of a response to what we just saw. And the caption here says, the quote-unquote heat gets us ad America really needs to see. Who made this? Please make more. Whoever made this, please make more. So he's not saying he produced it. He's just re-sharing it. All right, let's check it out. And what you have here are images of people and what they were at one point and what they are now. So you got a former witch. Dawkins, former right-hand man. Don't ask me. Former jihadist. Okay, you got your man right here. With his, with, his, with his weapon, and then over here, nice and cleaned up. But you know it's true. Former KKK member. Don't have to tell you. Former drug addict. I love your Former gang leader. Oh, I... Former drag queen and prostitute. I ain't want to say that word, but it's whatever. I think I'll be all right. Former abortionist. You were there. Former transformer. Former um, adult film star. I ain't gonna say that word. And they could never Former new age guru. Former lesbian activist. Very interesting. And then their version says, Jesus doesn't just get us. He saves us. We can live. He restores, he forgives, he delivers, he redeems, he loves. Such were some of you. Now, somebody says, I'm not getting, I'm not seeing the bigger, like, what's the bigger picture I'm not seeing most mundane? Fill me in. Um, give me the bigger picture. What am I not seeing? What did I get wrong? Y'all let me know. All right. I like to know what I'm getting wrong. But if you like what you're hearing so far, please give the video a thumbs up. Like the video, share the video, do all of that good stuff. That'll help me out tremendously. I'm going to tell you something about me. Like people saying that I'm like turning Christian. I don't identify with the religion because religion is not in the Bible. I'm really a person that respects um, what Christianity is. I respect the Bible. I grew up around it. I've read it. I know a lot about it. I think I respect a lot of the values, but I can't really call myself a particular adherent to the religion because of all 
the stuff that goes on. But I tell you what, though, I'm going to say something and don't nobody get offended. I'm probably a better Christian than the majority of Christians in this USA. And that's a fact, although I don't claim to be that. But anyway, I'll move on. I will move on. Not you guys. You guys are better than me. But y'all know what I'm talking about. Y'all know exactly who I'm talking about. The fornicators are liars, all that kind of stuff. Anyway, I'll, I'll move on. I ain't trying to have, I ain't trying to, you know, uh, b- become Pastor ABL in here tonight. All right. And thank you. Um, what's your name? Uh, Panthagonia. It is in excess, but the version we're hearing is a cover performed by someone else. I think if it was just a regular NXX song, they'd probably get me for a copyright claim. All right. So, yeah. Hey, hey, Dad, Mike, I, I'm I'm not trying to shoot my pistol. I'm just saying, I, I'm just I'm just putting it out there. That's all. That's all I'm saying. I'm just putting it out there. Just Lee Peterson is better. Just he's a, he's a he's an actual like minister, ain't he? That's that's not me. So shout out to JOP. He, he he should be better than me. He should be a lot better than I am. He's an actual minister. That's that's what he does. That's what he is. So shout out to him. All right. P-A-V-L, that's funny. Pastor A-V-L. All right, we're going to do a quick turn here, and we're going to get back to the political world. We, we got to, you know, come back to the, the physical rather than the spiritual. And we got to talk about the president, 2024. Who does Vladimir Putin want to be the president? Who does he want to be the president? Trump or Biden? Now, let's check it out. All right, and we got to translate. We got some Russian language going on. So you see what it says here at the bottom. It says, who is better for us? Biden or Trump? Biden. And then the question was, who is better for us? Meaning, I guess, the Russian Federation. And he said, Trump or Biden? And Putin answered Biden. He says he is more experienced and more predictable. He's an old school politician. There you have it. So did we, did we break news here tonight? Did we break news that Vladimir Putin has endorsed President Joe Biden in 2024? So when you're talking about uh, people saying, uh, uh, you know, Trump's a puppet of Putin and he loves Putin. Well, does Putin love Donald Trump? Maybe he wants Joe Biden in there because he can manipulate him easier than other presidents, especially Donald Trump. Donald Trump is unpredictable. Some are going to say he's just blowing smoke because um, that's what we would want him to say on the right. Some would say it's, it's just conservative um, bait. Oh, well, he really loves Trump, but he's going to say Biden so conservatives can use it. But did he say anything wrong about Biden being an old school politician, being predictable and just more easily able to chart? With Trump, he might he might get up in the morning and just totally change his mind on something, do some kind of random thing. That's what Trump did during the presidency, and that's his personality in general. He is not a politician, most certainly not an old school politician. He's just Trump trying to get into the, the business of things and make that be that. So I think what he said right there was right on point, and he's not just trying to get into diversionary tactics. All right, now we got to get into a few more things here. We got a whole lot going on, actually. We're going to get into a little bit more of the game. And let's start with an older clip from Trump. 
I think it might have been about a couple years ago, maybe about two or three years ago. Let's watch this, then we're going to get into a little bit more. All right, hold on one second. This is from the Full Sin Podcast. Shout out to these guys. Go ahead, which one do you Elon like? Musk. Smart. Joe Biden. Dumb. Kim Jong-un. Interesting. Kim Kardashian. Disingenuous. Ice Spice. Who the hell is Ice Spice? Go ahead, which one do you Elon like? Musk. Smart. Joe Biden. Dumb. Kim Jong-un. Interesting. Kim Kardashian. Disingenuous. Ice Spice. Who the hell is Ice Spice? So yeah, shout out to Trump. Ice Spice, if you guys don't know, she was at the um the big game with Taylor Swift and everybody in, in, the, in the booth doing a little bit of all this kind of jazz right here. So that was Ice Spice, and Trump does not know who she is, and I'm glad that he doesn't because you don't really want to know, okay? And don't, don't you guys, if you, if you guys decide to Google Ice Spice because you guys are very curious, if you guys decide to Google Ice Spice, please do not do it on your work computer. You're going to get fired. <laughs> you're going to get fired because you're going to see all kind of stuff moving around. You're going to get fired, man. And don't say ABL got you fired from your, your job, all right? Because it's, two, it's, two, it's 2024. We don't have time to be getting fired from our jobs, all right? And if you got your wife and your kids and whatnot and you on the couch, hey, I wonder who Ice Spice is. And then um, <laughs> you see some uh, um, Dominican girl twerking on your phone. Don't, don't say I didn't warn you, all right? Now, speaking about um, the Chiefs and religion and God, we're kind of going to talk about that a minute with your man, Patrick Mahomes, um, giving glory. All right, check it out. I just got to give God the glory, man. He, he challenged us to make us better. And I'm proud of my guys, man. This is awesome. It's legendary. I just got to give God the glory, man. He, he challenged us to make us better. And I'm proud of my guys, man. This is awesome. It's legendary. So, yeah, shout out Patrick Mahomes, giving praise to the big man upstairs right on after winning the big game. All right. Now, remember, remember our guy holding our mentor. That's him right there at the Super Bowl. And this comes after he got defamed by the mainstream media, specifically Deadspin for being a racist or some kind of just random thing. All right. And I got a couple of pictures of, of uh, Mr. Armenta, the, the nine-year-old boy who got defamed. I'm going to show you what he was wearing that got him defamed. And then we're going to see what he had on next. So this is the picture from, I believe, November of last year. This was the last, this was a, this was a Raiders game. Um, and they were playing the Chiefs in Vegas, and he had on all his full regalia. The Chiefs jersey, the Chiefs pendant necklace, uh, the black undershirt, the black and red face paint, the native headdress. He had everything down from head to toe. He was caught a couple of times by the camera, and one particular camera frame showed him from the profile and all you saw was the side of his face that has the black face paint on it. And Deadspin accused this nine-year-old boy of being a racist, talking about, oh, well, he's wearing black face, he's offending black people, and he has on a native headdress, which is offensive to natives. Now, they didn't show this version of the picture that has both the red and the black, but even if he had an entirely black face paint, do you not see that it matches his outfit? 
do you not see what he has going on? He's at a football game. He's literally at a football game, and he's wearing the team colors. And on top of that, he's actually native. He's part of the Chumash tribe out there in California. I think his granddad is on the board of the actual tribe in California. So when they're talking about, oh, well, it's offensive to natives, when the whole time he's native, it was a whole big mess. And the family got death threats. It was, it was crazy. It was totally crazy. And like I said in the video, they're now suing Deadspin over that. I hope they sue them out of existence. Sue them into Bolivian, as Mike Tyson would say. Sue them till they no longer exist. All right. And it was funny because a guy by the name of Karen, I call him Karen, Karan, Karen, Karen J. Butler, a male, a black male, wrote the article that may have doomed Deadspin into the pits of hell. Now, check this out. He was wearing this one at the game on Sunday. Okay. So, can't nobody say nothing. There's no black face paint, but he has on the face paint. The the um the, the the yellow, the white, the red. I'm wearing my headdress. I'm native. What you gonna do about it? Okay, you you gonna say that I'm it's cultural appropriation when I'm actually a Native American, and then I got on my jersey and my regalia. Okay, so I'm good. I'm 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 good money. Now, what do you got to say, buddy? <laughs> How about that? He's going to the Super Bowl. What's the game day prediction? Is it still the same? 31-28. Still the same. All right, let's see how you fare against these. A lot of people get paid a lot of money to try to. Now, this guy right here is clearly native. That's right next to him. So you got the he's native. You got the native guys on this side. It's all good. We're, we're, we're good to go. Figure that out. Let's see how close you are, bud. Golden Holden. Golden Holden, take it to the bank, folks. You heard it here first. Two days in a row. He's maintaining the prediction. Young Warriors got a line on the game. Let's see your touchdown dance, bud. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's see that chop. Let's see that chop. There it is. So, you know what? Can I say something right quick? Um, RIP to the Washington Redskins. A team that I grew up with, being from Virginia, the Redskins, that was like everybody's team. Either you were a Redskins fan or a Cowboys fan. And whenever they would play, Cowboys and Indians, that was the thing. Now, plenty of Native people liked the Redskins name, the, the, the regalia, the logo, all of that. And I think that it was, I'm, I know that it was a Native man who drew the logo for the Redskins. But... I'm not sure who got offended. Maybe some white liberals in Washington, D.C. that moved there to work for the government. They got offended, and then they made the team go from the Redskins to the Commanders. But natives are not really offended. This young boy is a native. This guy right here is clearly a native, and they're having a good time talking about do the chop, and you got your headdress on. Since when did it become offensive to celebrate heritage, to celebrate Native Americans, and what they had historically what they still have right now when did that become offensive it's so dumb but i digress i digress so yeah shout out to the young man being able to go to the game shout out to deadspin for about to get sued into uh space dust i love it now let's check out your man joe biden speaking about the game okay this was an announcement before the game let's see what he said the super bowl sunday 
you're anything like me, you like to be surrounded by a snack or two while watching the big game. You know, when buying snacks for the game, you might have noticed one thing. Sports drinks bottles are smaller. A bag of chips has fewer chips, but they're still charging it just as much. And as an ice cream lover, what makes me the most angry is that ice cream cartons have actually shrunk in size, but not in price. I've had enough of what they call shrinkflation. It's a ripoff. Some companies are trying to pull a fast one by shrinking the products little by little and hoping you won't notice. Give me a break. The American public is tired of being played for suckers. I'm calling on companies to put a stop to this. Let's make sure businesses do the right thing now. Okay, first of all, what's up with that music? <laughs> like, what in the world's going on? Some kind of tribal music? Are you trying to conjure a demon? What is going on? You're talking about shrinkflation, Super Bowl, demon conjuring music, or tribal music? I, I'm totally lost. But beyond that, what do you want the companies to do? Just simply charge more? Because what's going to happen is one of two things. Either they're going to shrink the size of the products, which... To be totally honest, that's not necessarily a bad thing because we got too many big backs roaming this country, too many alpacas, too many silverback gorillas running around, too many wild hogs acting the fool in this country. That's not, that's not necessarily a bad thing, shrinking the size of the snack packages. The problem is that they're charging the same price they would charge for the bigger packages. But they could do one of two things. They can keep the regular size packages and charge more or shrink them and charge less I've, or charge the same. Obviously, the best thing to do would be to shrink the packages because they got to make up. The, they they got to do something. They can't just do nothing. And people are going to be willing to pay the same price for a thing. And they might not be able to tell that it's less than pay more for the same thing that they always got. And at a certain point, you, Mr. Biden, got to take accountability for what's happening right now with the shrinkflation. You got to take accountability for that. And it's very simple. All right. So, yeah. Um, shout out to Joe. Shout out to the random music. That was really weird. That was that was strange. Yeah. I prefer the smaller sizes. I'm not really a big back type of guy. I don't like the big portions. If I go to a restaurant and they give me a crazy portion, I, I'm probably not going to eat it too much. I might eat half of it, and then that's it. All right? The inflation is crazy going on right now. But if you like what you're hearing so far, please give the video a thumbs up. Like the video. Share the video. Do all that good stuff. That'll help me out tremendously. Now, we have a, a lot more. You know, I got to keep on talking about Joe Biden here because Joe Biden, I guess, likes to eat food. He likes to eat a certain kind of food around a certain kind of people. Now, out of all the food that Joe Biden could have eaten, he decides to go to a black family's house and eat something very specific, okay? Now, this is a thing that Joe Biden posted on his own page on Twitter, and it says, the caption, it's great to spend time with Christian and Carter and discuss their involvement in their community and schools. All right, so let's check it out, what's going on here, going to a black family's house and eating some very specific foods. You ready? Well, I mean, you got chicken fingers, you got. Yeah. Oh, I want the root of making sure I had the hamburger. So tell me about you guys. What you doing these days? Why don't you share about your passion of sports? I'm playing AAU basketball right now. Are you really? Are you guard? Yes, sir. Now, 
What grade are you in? Seventh grade. Seventh grade. Right now I'm just doing basketball, playing guard on the JV team for my school. How about in school? How are y'all doing in school? You should tell the president about the school. Favorite thing about it is the business academy I'm in. We get to like travel, so we've been to like NC State, uh, Wake Tech, and we. You're we, Yeah, we went to this small dry cleaning business, and it's just it's cool. It's a great experience. That impressed. Is that a new program at the school? Yes, sir. It is. It just started, just a couple of years ago. You know how much this guy loves you. Yeah. You can just feel it, can't you? Yes, yeah. Your dad jumped in front of a bull for you. By the way, we dads are hard to raise once you're a teenager. We're hard to raise, so you gotta be patient with us. You know what I mean? Yes, yeah. Go patient. Okay, so we got some chicken fingers going on. That's you know, and and fast food. Uh, I'm really confused. First of all, is there a mom anywhere? I, I guess not. Maybe there is. Maybe she just didn't want to be in the picture. Why is there no home cooked stuff? Why do we, why are we eating fast food at home with the president there? I don't really understand. And this is just really kind of cringe. I would not want to be in this situation. I'm not trying to have that man in my house at all. That was really cringe. And then, okay, what is it? Is, it, is this out? Is this voter outreach? Is that what they're talking about? Voter outreach? Is this it? Going to a black household, eating some fast food on the table? Is that it? Talking about, hey, what you doing in school? I'm playing basketball. <laughs> okay, great. Another black kid playing basketball. Fantastic. But yeah, so I don't know. That was really cringe. The whole thing is just cringe. Everything is cringe about this guy. Okay, now we got a parody here. We got a parody. Um, and. I want you to know that it's a parody. So can nobody say that I'm putting out false misinformation, false things or misinformation? All right, let's check it out. So I made sure you guys got your chicken, your orange soda or a Kool-Aid, if that's what you're into. Oh, I'm really sorry that Jill forgot the watermelon and hot sauce. Listen, I absolutely love the blacks, especially when you people vote for me and not trump so i made sure you guys got okay so so the first one i showed you was from joe biden's page that was the real one this again again it's a parody i'll let it run one more time so i made sure you guys got your chicken your orange soda or a kool-aid if that's what you're into oh i'm really sorry that jill forgot the watermelon and hot sauce Listen, I absolutely love the blacks, especially when you people vote for me and not Trump. So I made sure you. So, yeah, I think it might be AI um, as far as a voice. And you could tell this is not, you know, what it's supposed to be. But yeah, uh, great parody. Shout out to whoever made this. I'm not sure who you are, boss, but whoever you are, you deserve to get some kind of award, some kind of recognition or something. All right. So shout out to you. You are fantastic. But if you like what you're hearing so far, please give the video a thumbs up. Like the video, share the video, do all that good stuff. That'll help me out tremendously. Yeah, some of these videos look very real. Again, the first one I showed you was 100% real. It was from Joe Biden's verified page. But the second one was was not real. But sometimes it's hard to tell. That's why I kept saying it over and over again, because I know people are not going to hear me a couple of times, and it's got to sink in. And I can almost guarantee that even though I said this six times already, somebody's going to say that I was putting out misinformation. You see how that works? That's a TikTok brain stuff. People don't pay any attention. Um, and here is your man Chuck Schumer defending Joe Biden. First, when I talk to President Biden, you know, regularly, 
off sometimes several times in a week, or usually several times in a week. His mental acuity is great, it's fine, it's as good as it's been over the years. I've been speaking to him for 30 years since we worked on the Brady Bill and the assault weapons ban when I was a young congressman. <laughs> um, and um, the, the Brady Bill that Hunter Biden is violated and probably won't go to the penitentiary for that Brady Bill, where it says that you can't lie on your background check, and if you do, you go to the penitentiary, Big Rocks, Little Rocks. That Brady Bill, 1993, you were on that. How do you feel about Hunter Biden not going to the penitentiary or maybe not going to the penitentiary when he violated your bill that you and his dad put out in 1993? He's, he's, he's fine. All this right-wing propaganda that his mental acuity is declined is wrong. He's going to win the election because he has a great record. First one, I... Well, that's that. That's You know what that is. That's just Democrats sticking together because obviously Joe Biden has slipped a lot mentally and it's not even a thing. It's not even about left wing, left wing, right wing. It's just the obvious fact. Everybody knows it. It's not even a thing we can really discuss. Okay. And <laughs> that's, that's just what it is. Now we got a whole lot more we're going to get into. So shout out to Chuck Schumer. How old is he? He's got to be up there as well. This guy's about old as dirt. <laughs> this guy's old as dirt as well. Nancy Pelosi, Chuck Schumer. Uh, it's, it's a whole big mess. I think, Nancy Pelosi, I showed a video of her. She was at JFK's inauguration, literally at JFK's inauguration. It's like, okay, we got to get some term limits. Good grief. How are you going to be at JFK's inauguration and still be in office right now today? And she wasn't a, excuse me, she wasn't a baby back then. She was a whole full grown woman. But anyway, let's check this out from, this is from MS, this is from NBC. This is not a so-called right wing station. This is not conservative propaganda this is nbc putting out information that three-fourths of americans are done with biden they have major concerns about his mental and physical health let's check out the poll right quick but democrats worry about the age issue already looming over president biden's re-election bid 76 percent of voters have major or moderate concerns about biden not having the mental and physical health for a second term that includes more than half of democrats but Democrats worry about the age issue already looming over President Biden's re-election bid. 76% of voters have major or moderate concerns about Biden not having the mental and physical health for a second term. That includes more than half of Democrats. So the majority of Democrats have concerns about Biden's mental health. But Chuck Schumer says this is a right-wing talking point. Really? So... 53% of Democrats, is that a right-wing talking point? I don't really understand. I think that it's a real thing that anybody can see. It doesn't matter if you left, right, black, white, Puerto Rican, candy stripe. Doesn't really matter. This is an obvious thing that's going on. And in case you thought I was just playing about uh, Nancy Pelosi being at JFK's inauguration, check it out. Hey, look at this. I mean, come on, man. This lady is still in office. 2024 and remember JFK's inauguration was in 1961 1961 I'll be 40 this year my mom might not have been born yet <laughs> she might have been a baby at this point okay my, my parents were like at, at best babies or not even born when she attended as a fully grown woman, JFK's inauguration. 
I mean, what in the world? And she's still in office at 86 years old, I believe. How old is Nancy Pelosi? Let me just make sure I'm saying the right thing. Nancy Pelosi age. She is 83. Pardon me. 83. She's born in 1940. So she was 21 years old at the inauguration. 21 years old at the inauguration. That's crazy. That's that's totally ridiculous. But hey, it is what it is. We got a we got a whole lot more going on. Shout out to you guys. You guys are the best audience anywhere on these internets. And if you're coming in just now, I um covered I I covered um that I have a new channel, Uncle ABL. Can I go ahead and paste that in the the chat? Y'all give me a second. Yeah, Uncle ABL. I'm talking about everything from uh, dating topics to nutrition and also finance, anything like that. I'm talking about that over there on that channel. So Uncle ABL, y'all go check it out. All righty. Let's keep on rocking and rolling. Now, speaking about podcasts and shows and things of this nature, Dana White. Did you guys see Dana White walking off of Howie Mandel's podcast? Now, I was trying to find if this was like, just a, a skit or what they call a work, or if it was just part of a routine that it wasn't really real. I've not been able to find anything that says this is just part of what they do. My man sat down and immediately left. <laughs> it's like, you know what? I'm done. Let's go ahead and check it out here. Shout out Dana White. Dana White obviously is the big dog, the head honcho, the triple OG of UFC. And Howie Mandel, he had the show Bobby's World back in the day, the cartoon. And also he's a comedian He's been in movies and TV shows and things of this nature. Uh, what was his most recent thing that he did? Was it American Idol or something where he had the germophobia? He just do fist bumps rather than handshakes. Anyway, let's check this out. Dana White, you are an amazing guy. You are. I can't thank you enough for being here. Uh, you and Ginger seem to be getting along. Um, you are not only an amazing businessman, you are an inspiration. You are a philosopher. The way you do business, the way you uh, conduct your business and your friendships and media is, uh, I'm, I'm jealous. And But Dana, I can't thank you enough for being here. Thank you. For all the kind words, I appreciate it. I, I am so fucking tired of doing podcasts. It's, I, I'm literally done with them. I'm not doing any more podcasts. Just left. They <laughs> just say, no, I'm out. Just bounce. It's like, you know what? I'm finished. <laughs> I'm finished. I mean, I don't know what happened with um with with your man, with uh Dana White. He just is like, you know what, I'm I'm done with the podcast. I'm I'm finished. I've I've had enough. So yeah, shout out to Dana White just leaving Howie Mandel's podcast. Just um just had to go ahead and roll out. So yeah. Shout out to him. I don't blame him. Do you blame him for leaving the the podcast? I don't think that I do. I think I I, I pretty much leave too. All right, but if you like what you're hearing so far, please give the video a thumbs up, like the video, share the video, do all that good stuff. That will help me out tremendously. Okay, now there's more I want to get into. I got so many clips that I want to cover. So many clips I want to cover. I think I want to talk about this here. Now, this is what you call a tragic mulatto. I saw this story going on. I had to kind of talk about it a little bit. 
Uh, shout out to everybody that's mixed biracial or whatever. Shout out to everybody out there. Everyone needs to figure out who they want to be in their identity, whatever your race, color, whatever it is, figure out who you are. Aside from your, your outward appearance, who, who are you on the inside? If you're battling with identity crisis, you got to just figure it out. Take time away, isolation, whatever it is, whatever you got to do and figure yourself out. This young lady right here has not figured herself out. And I know why I know why. All right, let's, let's watch. Usually I don't agree with napkin Americans, but in the case of this plantation, Barbie, I agree. I would never call you napkin American to your face. I would now she's responding to somebody that says, there's some keyboard warrior to call me something like napkin American to my face. You understand napkin as far as white. That's what she's trying to say. She has a bunch of insulting terms for white people. Okay. And then there's going to be a plot twist. That's pretty obvious. If you see what I see, I'll probably go with something like rice rascal, no purpose flower. Chalk child. Chalk child is a personal favorite. I love using that one. What about lice lieutenant? Do you prefer lice lieutenant? When'd you have lice? Walking ranch. That's the one for you. You are a walking ranch. Yeah. Okay. Now, one thing I noticed about this person is that she's clearly biracial. Clearly biracial. And then I was asking on Twitter, I was like, hey, which one of her parents is white? And then I was told her dad's white. And I found a video of her talking about, so what, my dad's white, I'm still the black woman. It's like, you know what? All this racial animosity, all this angst comes from you having identity issues. You, you battling between the black and the white and you don't know who you want to be. So rather than doing all this on the internet, rather than all this angst and whatnot, you got to just heal yourself from the inside and figure out who you are beyond your hair and your skin color and all of that. Who are you on the inside for real? And then you'll find some peace that way. But until then, all this right here that you're doing is nothing but you just, um, it's, you're, you're just emoting, you're venting, you're lashing out, acting out because of your own internal battles. There's a lot of that kind of stuff going on. This is Colin Kaepernick and many other people. This is what they do. It's a tragic mulatto classic story that we all know about. We all know about it. All right. So yeah, shout out to her. And here's something else about education. You know, we got LGBT story time, all that kind of stuff. But there's something else that I've talked about quite a bit. And it's a thing that if there's no accountability and people just kind of act like it doesn't exist, then there's going to be more problems. Bad enough you have all the other stuff, the racial confusion, the LGBT confusion. But then also, um, at a certain point, there's a certain purpose for education there's a purpose for school, like trying to learn. You're funny. See, about, so I can help her. You're funny. I see you. I see you, CB. I caught you in 4K. I can help her. I bet, you, I bet you can help her. But anyway, there's a purpose for education going to K through 12 in college. It's actually to learn. And a lot of these kids are so focused on other things that don't matter, like their race, like their gender affiliation, LGBT. They're not learning anything. Let's watch this. These kids can barely read. They can barely fucking read. And y'all arguing so they can stay standing on business in the middle of class instead of fully articulating thoughts. Some of them are 14, 15, still putting because BCUZ in a freaking essay. And they're dead ass serious. Now imagine you're 15 years old. When I was 15, I was in the 10th grade. Okay. When I was 15 years old, I was in the 10th grade. Imagine writing B C U Z in an essay to spell the word because 
imagine doing that at 15 years old. That's happening right now in our schools. Right now. They know about drag queen story time. They know about LGBTQ element of P. They know about black, white, all kind of stuff. They know about all that, but they can't read. And they don't even see it. As a kid that did have academic issues, I was smart, but I communicated the way I communicate. And for you to shut me up or tell me that I had to do it in a different way might have made me not want to participate. Nobody said you can never say these words ever in this building. I'm saying during my period, during this 50 minute class, don't say that you say to your friends. Mm. So we can't we can't allow children to slide by and do these things when they're still in their developmental stages and years. You should be able to adhere to these rules for 50, 70 minutes a day sometimes. That's it. Now, I gotta gotta rewind here because watch this. Have academic issues. I was smart, but I communicated the way I communicate and for you to shut me up or tell me that I had to do it in a different way might have... You see her face right there? (laughs) <laughs> because the whole the whole thing was you got kids just doing whatever they want to do in class, standing up in the, on the desk, talking about standing on business, just dumb stuff, acting out, disrupting the class. And then he's saying, well, look, I was smart, but I had to communicate in a certain way. And if you tell me I can't communicate that way, then I don't want to talk at all. And she's like, sir, <laughs> sir, kids got to have rules. They got to have boundaries. You can't just do whatever you want to do. Because you come to a class, you got to learn. And a lot of this happens at, at home because what if this guy has kids? What if this guy has kids? Look at look at the way he's dressed. Okay, you have on the baby's kids hoodie with a gray in your beard, my man. What if you have kids? You're going to be childlike like them, and they're going to go out here and do whatever they want to do. And that's part of the problem. That's part of the problem. That's why you got, that's why you got these kids that can't read, that act a fool, and do whatever they want to do. That is part of the problem. But anyway, I digress. I'm getting triggered, so I, I'm gonna just move on from that one. I might even do a whole video on that because that's that's a real that that's a real issue that is happening um, all over the place. All right, let's keep on rocking. We got a lot, man. We got we got a whole lot to get through. Oh, here's something. Speaking about kids doing whatever they want to do, okay? You got these youngins. Well, not youngins. You got these people who are probably in their 30s at this point, blocking the road, just on the ground, blocking the road. Now, this is what I hate the most. Listen to me very clearly. If you are blocking the road because of climate emergency, whatever your excuse is, check it out. I'm going to say that I didn't see you. I'm, I'm riding the big truck. You were below my hood, and all I felt was speed bumps. <laughs> all I felt was speed bumps. All I felt was speed bumps. I thought I might have hit a, a hog or something out there on 75 because they're out there. I saw a pack of wild hogs as big as Lizzo each on the side of the road live, ready to hop out in the interstate. Real talk. I saw them out there. So I'm going to say, Your Honor, I thought that I hit a, a bunch of Lizzo-sized hogs on 75. I did not see them. They got in the middle of my vehicle path on the street. Don't do this. Let's watch this. Get the fuck out the way. Move the fuck out the way. Get the fuck out the way. Sit down. Yeah. Stay sit down. Tell them fuck they fucking time. Yeah, come sit down. I'm going to call you back. Yeah. 
Imagine you just trying to go to work, trying to get to school or whatever, and these morons just set up shop right in front of you on the road. Sir, listen, man, you are so lucky they didn't just go ahead and put the pedal to the metal. Need for speed. Okay, need for speed, uh, Gran Turismo, all of that. Now, the sign says something about declare climate emergency now. This lady's way too old. Probably in there, at least her 40, probably 50 years old on the ground. Get off the ground. Bro, y'all gotta get the fuck out the way. People got places to go. Nobody gives a fuck about none of this shit that y'all doing. Y'all really holding me up. My son is in the hospital. Dead ass. Losing his life. Y'all need to get the fuck up. Did you hear her? She said her son is in the hospital losing his life. They, they, they're not even listening. They were there for like 20 minutes, but then they did actually go ahead and get arrested. And I got to show that part. That was pretty satisfying. Let me show this part right here where they got arrested. All right, hold on. Load it up right quick. There we go. Now he thinks he's doing something great. He's doing something for the for the climate. My man, all you're doing right now is just getting drug off the road and you about to get locked up. And you got some guy filming you. Did I allow you to take pictures of me? Don't take. Hey, hey, hey. Do that. Hey, stand down. Hey, hey. Hey. So you got, you got my man on the side of the road in some in some uh construction debris laying on the ground. It's like, why do all of that? What are you what are you what are you going to accomplish? We all know you guys are out here just doing whatever you want to do, stopping traffic because you think it's some kind of climate emergency. Okay, we get it. Now, now what? What is your activity going to do to change the climate? Okay, it's not going to do a thing. Not going to do a thing. Really, the USA especially is one of the cleanest places in the world as far as industrialized nations. Go over to, go over to China and protest there. Listen, you go to China and try that, man, please. You're going to get immediately thrown in their version of the gulag. You, you be with the Uyghurs up there in the north. Uh, learning Mandarin, all of that. You're not going to be able to be in the construction debris. Go up to the phones where the public is allowed. So, yeah, shout out to the climate nuts for doing whatever they want to do. Now, I think I got one more of the climate uh, people acting the fool. Oh, yeah. So, climate extremists dump red powder on the case holding the U.S. Constitution at the National Archives in D.C. The area was evacuated and both attackers arrested. I'm glad they have these um, priceless artifacts 
secured and not just out there because, man, imagine the Constitution being desecrated. That'd be crazy. This country is founded on the conditions that all men are created for equally and endowed with the inalienable rights of life, liberty. These guys look just like the guys who were on the road out there and who knows where, Ville, USA. It's like they got they got like they copy and paste, like NPCs, play, non-playable characters. You just put them in one spot and the other spot and do the exact same thing. This is ridiculous, man. We're calling for all people to have all these rights, not just wealthy white men. We all deserve clean air, water, food, and a livable climate. Yeah. Right now, our children, we don't want to see our children to the end of civilization. Man, look, at this point, if I'm the officer, I mean, the, the asp is coming out. The baton is coming out. You about to get beaten right here. Okay, you're under arrest. Put your hands behind your back. You'll want to. Okay, now it's time for a good old beatdown. See, my man's like, okay, come on. Come on. Let, let's, let's stop. Joe Biden subsidized from fossil fuels to start moving towards real climate solutions. Man, look, anybody's trying to hear all that, man. Don't nobody got time for that. I want to see the actual arrest start to happen. Oh, you have to leave? Yeah, anybody got time for that, man. Go ahead and get go ahead and get arrested. All right, but that's pretty much that. Shout out to them. <laughs> shout, shout out to them, man. Look, nobody cares. This climate stuff, nobody cares. And you know what? You know how I know nobody cares? Because there's some instances of renewable energy and green vehicles, all that kind of stuff. And the people in the streets don't really care about preserving them. They don't really care about taking care of them. Okay, let's watch this. Hey, ABO, what am I watching? Great question. Glad you asked. What you saw at first was a young man with a skateboard um, destroying the windshield of a driverless electric vehicle, a Waymo vehicle, and then they set it on fire. This is in San Francisco. You see, like, the driverless thing at the top? You see? at the You see? It's, it's a driverless vehicle, and they're destroying it. Wow. And you know, lithium ion fire is crazy. A lithium ion fire is like a fire of a thousand suns. It's like a nuclear bomb. I'm exaggerating, but it's not the same thing as a regular fire. It's not the a lithium ion fire in the vehicle is much different than a combustible and internal combustible engine fire. Much different. So there we go. 
hey, we got to have green energy, ABL. We got to have renewables. We got to have uh, autonomous. And all right, but you see what they do to it. <laughs> there, there you have it. There you go. There you go. Oh, yeah. And you breathing in it. If, you, if you're right there, breathing that air in. RIP to your lungs. <laughs> RIP to your lungs. Breathing in a lithium, uh, a lithium fire right there, man. Forget about it. Forget about it. All right. We got a whole lot more. And if you like what you're hearing so far, please give the video a thumbs up. Like the video. Share the video. Do all that good stuff. That'll help me out tremendously. Okay. I got to show something right here. Now, this is interesting. Migrants are getting 40% more from the government as it relates to food stamps. First of all, how are the migrants getting food stamps at all? How are they getting food stamps? I thought food stamps was only for U.S. citizens. I'm not sure what's really going on. Are they, okay, do they have asylum status? Does that make them eligible to get SNAP benefits? If you're here illegally, are you able to get SNAP benefits? How does it really work? Don't you need to have a social security number to do something like that? That's what I thought. I thought that you needed to, to get food stamps and things of this nature, government benefits. You must be part of the actual country. Maybe I'm wrong about that, but let's check this out. Each migrant will get approximately $12.52 per day to purchase food and baby supplies. That's about 40% more than what the average low-income American wow. gets in this country on government food stamps or stamps wow. in 2022, which was about $7.59 per person per day. To put in other words, that $53 million that's being used for this prepaid debit program is double what the New York State is budgeting in 2025 for its Department of Veterans Services, wow. its Office of National and Community Service, its Division of Human Rights, and it's more than each migrant will get approximately $12. So there we have it. So in New York City, that the prepaid debit program, when you do the math, it's $12.52 per person per day compared to $7.59 per person per day who are regular U.S. citizens. So that's the money that they get specifically. You know, it's not it's not the SNAP program, but they get more than the SNAP program. And the money is for the same purpose for food and things of this nature. So there you go. That's your government in New York City at its finest. All right. And and you know what? The funny part is they had to cut services all over the city or they at least propose cutting services to pay for it. So you, the taxpayer in New York City, were getting services that you paid for out of your own pocket. You're still paying the same thing for your services, but you're getting fewer of them. So shout out to the migrants. You want to blame Greg Abbott? How about your man that's not closing the border up? It's not Greg Abbott's fault the border's wide open. It's Joe Biden's fault. That's a federal responsibility, not a state responsibility. So Greg Abbott is doing whatever he can to take the pressure off of his state because the federales are not helping him. Maybe New York could send them somewhere else. Maybe they could send them to Toronto or somewhere. Shout out to the Canadians. I don't want them to go to Toronto, but that's, it is what it is. Now, let's keep on rocking and rolling. This is from Louis C.K. I think it might be kind of an older video. Shout out to Smith and former Milwaukee. Uh, the caption says Louis C.K. still has the best explanation of the Democrats border policy. Let's check it out. But my feeling is they should open it, the border. 
and just let them pour it, let everybody pour in. And, and then the answer, which is, well, then there will be all these problems. Yes, there should be. It shouldn't be so great here is what I'm saying in America. It shouldn't be. It's a weird thing to sequester a certain group of people and try to keep upping their lifespan. Let's pause right here. Um, I got to just pause for the copyright. So you heard what he's saying so far. Just open the border and let everybody in. And he's saying that we should purposefully reduce the quality of life in America. Hear him out. And their lifestyle. And just keep trying to increase that for this group of people. And then everyone's, and then this pressure of people trying to come in so they can enjoy it. Uh, and then it gets worse and worse down here. I mean, I'm not Canada. It's really just from down here. Uh, there's something wrong with that. That's not a system that's working. And it forces people to do cruel things to other people. There's a lot of people that die so Americans can be safe. Mm. They're just dying, you know, weddings that are drone bombed and yeah. Now, is that for Americans to be safe or is that for something else? That's, that's like a different reason why that's going on. So basically, you're saying that the American way of life is unsustainable and the way to make things be more realistic and reduce the pressure on America from being invaded is to reduce the quality of life intentionally. Yeah, man, because the guy said something that might have resulted in American insecurity not even like definite american deaths but like just so we can breathe a little easier folks die and folks do labor in unsafe places so that we can keep the prices where we like them there's so much about american life that other people pay for that's part of it but also it's not now one thing about it he's saying a lot of things this is like a leftist kind of view of the world talking about like unsafe labor one thing about the labor he's talking about, probably talking about China, places like that, without that labor, the poverty, like, you don't understand. Unsafe labor to some people in China is a godsend because some parts of China, the poverty is like third world. I would say the majority of China beyond the Shanghai, Beijing, it's third world poverty. So, these things you're talking about has lifted their country out of this extreme poverty without these unsafe jobs or whatever, where would they be still in the, in the, in the, like the, the 1200s or somewhere, it, it wouldn't be, they, they wouldn't be China that they are right now. They, they wouldn't be this world dominating power that they are right now without all that unsafe labor you're talking about. Not good for us either. It's not a good way to live in a gated community, you know? If if you let folks pour in, like any other wave, it'll kind of slosh, and then you'll just, things will be different. I, I don't know, like, there what'll really happen? A bunch of people, like, will they just come with knives and start <laughs> killing everybody? I don't... Um, yeah. Yeah, we did. Have, we, we've seen that. We've seen uh, people get assaulted. Police officers get assaulted. We've seen plenty of people get lose their lives, get deleted. We've seen that. Yeah, for sure. Okay, and you might have some some terrorists coming in, people that have already expressed their interest to do the United States harm. They're coming through the southern border. And then, let's not even talk about the drugs and the guns, the fentanyl coming across the border that's killing Americans at a record pace. 100,000 people died from uh, opiates. What was that, 2022, 2023? 100,000 of them, most of them from fentanyl, 70, 80% that's coming across the border illegally. Yeah, they are actually uh, taking their lives. That's the thing that's happening. So that's Louis C.K. This is from a, a few years ago. This is his viewpoint on what's happening or what the border policy should be. And maybe, just maybe, 
the Biden administration listened to Louis C.K. Who knows? Maybe Louis C.K. is on an advisory board for the Biden administration. If not, then I can't tell. I cannot tell. All right. Now, going back to electric vehicles, um, there was a plan. The Biden-Harris, what's this? 100,000. So $5 billion campaign to electrify school buses is an epic failure. Let's check it out. A new report details the absolute failure of Joe Biden and Kamala Harris's $5 billion investment to electrify buses. The report finding the EPA has spent nearly $2 billion of the funds on 5,000 buses so far, about $360,000 per bus, and the buses are either sitting unused or broken down in need of extensive repairs. A new report <laughs> details... I mean, look, electric vehicles, we're not ready. We're not ready. We're, we're doing dumb things with this. We're, we're pretty much setting money on fire. Uh, there, there was a House report that came out that says that we would have spent an estimated $450 billion on migrants since January or June 22. So in about not, not even quite two years, $450 billion U.S. dollars on migrants. And then we do stuff like this, spend $5 billion on school buses that break down or not used. And then my thing is, because they, they want them to be electric. My thing is, okay, what's the range on these buses? How far do they even go? Because you're talking about regular vehicles, a regular passenger vehicle is not going that far on a single charge. How far are these buses going to go? And what kind of draw power wise will they have on the grid? It's going to be massive. It's going to be massive. And then where's that grid power coming from? Is it fairy dust? Is it pixie dust? Or is it a lot of times that good old coal anthracite and stuff like that? It, like, what is it really? The same so-called fossil fuels that they say we shouldn't be using. That's what's powering the grid. It's, it's so dumb. Oh, we got to focus on windmills, ABL. The same windmills that in Texas that froze up and that caused a, 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 a catastrophe where people didn't have any power during the actual ice storm a couple years ago. I mean, come on, man. Like it's so dumb. It's so, it's so, so dumb, but yeah, shout out to everybody that loves the electric vehicles. I mean, Hey, you know, we, we all have, we all have things that we think make sense to us, but it, you know, a lot of times it doesn't make any sense. Oh, speaking about, going green and carbon neutral and things of this nature. We still got planes in the sky. And a lot of these people, your Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, everybody else, they're still flying these planes. It's not really a big deal to hop on Air Force One or whatever and fly all the way around the world to talk for 20 minutes and come right back. And the fuel that these airplanes, that these jets consume is out of this world. Most normies are not going to fly that much, if at all. These elite people fly all over the place every day and tell you to reduce your carbon footprint. Well, why don't you start, Al Gore, with your, uh, your, your crazy estate that has a ridiculous carbon footprint and your private jets all around the world, Europe, Asia, Africa, South America, North America, etc. Anyway, now... This is an interesting video. So the caption says, just boarded my flight to Houston. A big plane half empty. 
Well, after everyone was seated, a group which appeared to be illegals was ushered in. If I am right, they're sending illegals back to Texas. Remember I was talking about that? Um, now, I don't know where this lady or this person, this is Xi uh, Van Fleet. This is a Chinese person. I don't know where they were leaving from. Maybe New York, maybe Chicago. I have no idea, but they were going to Houston. And remember I was saying they got to send them back. That's probably what's happening. So they can send them back. But when we say send them back, it's racist, right? Oh, okay, cool, cool, cool. Let's let's check it out. Hold on one second. Right here, 51E, but we got to find space for your bag. Everybody speaking no English, they got passports. Obviously, these are not American citizens, clearly. Obviously, not American citizens, and they're getting sent back. Now, is anybody gonna say that's racist? Is anybody gonna say that this plane full of clearly, you know, some Guatemalans, Oaxacans, something? Obviously. Are they going back to Central America, probably from New York or Chicago somewhere? Is that is that going to be considered racist? Huh? So I don't want to hear anybody when we say send them back. And I don't care where they came from. They could come from Mexico, Guatemala, Central America, anywhere, South America, Asia, Africa, Europe. I don't care where they came from. They got to go back. Go back over there. And if you want to come back to the country, do it the right way. Legally immigrate rather than just sneaking across the border. All right. We can't we don't got time for that. We, we don't got time for the Omex to come through in real life and just do whatever they want to do. But if you like what you're hearing so far, please give the video a thumbs up, like the video, share the video, do all of that good stuff. That'll help me out tremendously. Now, here's a contrast in the plane. You saw that one with a bunch of obviously illegal aliens, passports, no English going back to where they came from, maybe perhaps. Um you have that going on. Then there's also a plane with Javier Malay. Remember the new president of Argentina? And he is greeting everybody on the plane. Everybody's all smiles and it's all good. All right, let's check it out. And I think that he um, flew commercial to save taxpayer money. So shout out to him. Shout out to all the Argentinians. Shout out to Javier Malay. Yeah, I can understand their Spanish pretty well. You know, I'm on, I'm on Duolingo learning Spanish. I can understand what they're saying pretty well. I tell you, by the, by by this time next year, I want to go to Argentina, meet with Javier Malay, and interview him in Spanish. That's my that that'd be a a a, a bucket list item of mine is to be able to do that and be able to be pretty fluent. That's my goal. So yeah, shout out to Javier Malay. 
And he went through the entire plane and everybody that wanted to greet him, shake his hand or whatever, down this road right here, he did it. Took selfies, pictures, all of that. Just a man of the people. And ain't nobody trying to do nothing crazy. Everybody's all good. All right. Yeah, he, he went all the way back to the back of the back. Now, I'm not sure if he was sitting back there. I don't think he was. I think he was just going through the plane to greet everyone. That was probably the thing. And he might come back up the other way and then sit in the seat. All right. Yeah. Uncle ABL. That, that'd be, I put that right here on this channel. What you mean? If I interview Javier Malay in Spanish, I'm definitely going to um, put that right here on the channel. I want to flex my skills when I get better at Spanish. And then also, I, I want to, um, you know, show some range. So, yeah, shout out to him. Shout out to Javier Malay. All right. Now, remember George Santos, the guy that got expelled from Congress, the Republican in New York? He was accused of taking money from the campaign and buying just dumb stuff, designer bags, clothes, jewelry, things of this nature. Now, remember, he got expelled. People were celebrating it because, well, he, he did wrong, ABL, and he should be held accountable. Meanwhile, Bob Menendez, hold on, matter of fact, I got to pull up an actual list of these Democrats that have done things that they should get expelled for and who have not been expelled, okay? Because when Democrats do certain things, they are not really held accountable by their people. They stay in power, and then they keep that vote. They, they keep that vote in power regardless of what. They don't really try to do all this morality slanging that we tend to do on the, on the, on the right. I got to find this because it was pretty good. Um, Yajin Man, here we go. Shout out to Nwokeness. It's a great um, uh, uh, Twitter page. I'll put it on the screen right here. So here's a list. Remember, George Santos, a Republican from New York, a House rep, got expelled from the House because of some allegations. No conviction. No conviction, just allegations. Now, if he was to get convicted and sent to the penitentiary, Bit Rocks, Little Rocks, that'd be something different. But there was no conviction. And that's what I said from the jump. It's like, okay, we could say that what he is accused of is not a good thing, but he didn't get convicted, so why expel him? We're kind of working against ourselves. But anyway, let's watch this right quick, or let's read this. So... Bob Menendez, gold bar Menendez, was bribed with gold bars and luxury cars and charged with being a foreign agent for Egypt and Qatar. No Democrats voted to expel him. Eric Swalwell with Fang Fang, yum yum. No Democrats voted to expel him. Jamal Bowman pulled a fire alarm to obstruct a congressional proceeding, which is a felony offense. Not only did he not have any Democrats vote to expel him, he didn't even get charged. He got a slap on the wrist at best because of the squad connection and a Democrat connection and the fact that he was doing a thing for the Democrats. They, get, they let him off the hook. No Democrats voted to expel him. Ilhan Omar admitted that she's really working with, the, with Somalia on tape last month and then the whole thing with the brother marriage, allegedly, and then the whole thing with Tim Minette, the consultant who she gave 70% of her campaign money to that she's married to, so her campaign money goes through him and right back to her personal pocket to get all these kind of head wraps and jury and stuff like that. But no Democrats voted to expel her. But we have George Santos getting accused of buying sunglasses and perfume with some campaign money. And you want to throw him under the bus before a conviction. What type of sense does that make? Why? This makes no sense at all. It's ridiculous. But that's what we do the best 
a lot of times on the right is destroy each other rather than um, getting the other side in any kind of way jammed up. Okay, can we get President Biden impeached or no? Can we even get the crack smoker Hunter Biden held accountable? We can't. Getting Joe Biden is going to be a tall task. We can at least get the guy to smoke crack on tape. If Marion Barry went to the penitentiary after he got caught on tape smoking crack, we could at least get Hunter Biden. I mean, good grief. Marion Barry was the mayor of D.C. back in the 80s. Hunter, who was he? Nobody other than the president's son. You got a gun charge, tax charge, crack charge, and no penalty. No, no nothing. But George Santos, get him out of here. Now, watch this. I'll project Tom Swazi as the winner. NBC News is projecting that Tom Swazi has won or will win New York's third congressional district. Let's go back to Steve. Now, why are you showing this, ABL? Well, Tom Swazi took George Santos's seat, a Democrat. So bye-bye vote. Bye-bye um, Republican slim majority. I mean, I'm not sure what the majority is now. I, it might be one one vote. I mean, <laughs> hold on. Let me see. Let me let me see. Um, uh, U.S. House uh, seats. Let me see what it is right now. Um, what's what's the breakdown right now? Let me see. <laughs> okay, wait a minute. So, um, what what seats are vacant? Uh, let me see. Let me see now. I don't know what seats are vacant, but, um, it says that we have 219 Republicans and you need 218 for a majority. One more guy, one guy die and it's over. One guy dies and it's over. I don't understand. It's so weird to me, but it is what it is. It is what it is. And, you know, Santos flipped that seat. That's something else. He was a former incumbent, Swazi. But Santos flipped his seat. So we just lost a flipped seat. And now, I mean, whatever, whatever. And then I saw a vote recently that was tied 218, 218. I'm like, see? I don't know if it was 218. It might have been 216, 217. It was, oh, 214, 214. It was tied. Because, and if Santos was there, he could have put it over the top. Republicans win. But that ain't, that ain't what's going on. We got to just get him out the way. That, it just makes sense. All right. Let's keep on rocking and rolling here. I got a, I got a whole lot going on, actually. There is quite a bit happening. Speaking about uh, House reps, you have Barbara Lee. Barbara Lee has been the House rep since 1998 out there in Oakland, that area of California. That's her district. And she's running right now for U.S. Senate in California. And she wants a 50 U.S. dollar minimum wage, 50 U.S. American dollars for a minimum wage. Let's check it. You're calling for a $50 an hour federal minimum wage. That's seven times the current national minimum wage of $7.25 an hour. Can you explain how that would be economically sustainable for small businesses? You have 60 seconds. First, let me say I um, owned and ran a small business for um, 11 years. I created hundreds of jobs, benefits, 
retirement benefits, also health care benefits. I know what worker productivity means, and that means that you have to make sure that your employees are taken care of and have a living wage. In the Bay Area, I, I believe it was the United Way, came out with a report that uh, very recently, $127,000 for a family of four is just barely enough to get by. Another survey very recently, 104000 for a family of one, barely enough to get by low income because of the affordability crisis. And so just do the math. Just do the math. Of course we have national uh, minimum wages that we need to raise to a living wage. You're talking about $20, $25, fine. But I have got to be focused on what California needs and what the affordability... Sorry for the loud noise, RP headphone users. All right, hold on is when we calculate this wage all right so she's talking about a federal wage like okay you, you go going for the u.s senate now they're not going for state senate they're going for the u.s senate which means you're going to vote on federal issues you're pushing for a 50 dollar an hour minimum wage federally we're talking about what california needs so then you backtrack a little bit and you say 2025 dollars for a u.s uh, a federal minimum wage but in california fifty dollars i mean it's it's just ridiculous these these things make no sense when wages get pushed up artificially you don't really see a benefit you do see a benefit but you don't see a benefit or i'll, I'll say this you can see a benefit financially as far as more paper dollars in your pocket but in essence you're not going to see any kind of benefit and something else I noticed right here. Do you see she's on a, a, a little stool? <laughs> they gave her a stool. That's funny. And she's the only one. You see Adam Schiff and the other guy. I don't know his name. And then it's a young lady right there. She's not, she has no stool, but Barbara Lee does. That's funny. But anyway, I, I just now saw that on the bottom of the screen. But all you're going to do when you raise the wage up artificially is create incentives for employers to do other things to reduce the wage like hire robots, like um, give you fewer hours, or maybe just cash out. Look, if the minimum wage rises from 725 federal to 50, maybe I was paying $12 an hour, $13 an hour. Now I got to pay 50. I can't afford it. So I'm going to go ahead and close up. So somebody had a job making $12, making $13, and paying the bills and doing different things with it. But now they have no job at all. So there was a wage increase, but the person who had a job making 13 now has no job. And that small business is now closed up. And then if you are able to survive as a business, you got to do a couple, you got to do two main things to be able to survive. You got to cut your payroll some kind of way, meaning cut people, cut hours, do something. You got to try to outsource to third parties whenever you can to these apps. This is what's happening right now with the whole thing with Pizza Hut. They fire all their delivery drivers in California. See, that was a way for them to cut costs. Okay, you're making the minimum wage go from 15 to 20 for certain fast food places like a Pizza Hut. Rather than paying the drivers the 15, plus whatever they get in tips can come from it, however kind of way they do it. Rather than doing that, we're not going to have anybody on staff and we're going to rely on the apps like DoorDash, Uber Eats, et cetera. 
they don't get paid a wage. They get 1099 from, I guess, Uber Eats, but there's no actual payment from Pizza Hut to these people. They rely on whatever they can get from the fees that DoorDash and Uber Eats charges plus tips, but they get no wage. You see how that works? So you're going to outsource things that you would normally have in-house. You would get paid more as a delivery driver specifically for Pizza Hut than you would delivering pizzas for DoorDash. I would think so. And if I'm going to let me know in the comments, because I'm sure the DoorDash market is pretty flooded up. So everybody can't do that if you are a former delivery driver Pizza Hut. That's not how that's going to work. And then, shout out to Beatrix. Beatrix says, that's the point, ABL. They want no small business, only a handful of ultra-wealthy people to have a monopoly. Correct. Exactly. That's what I was getting at next. So the small business is going to be out of, out of, out of work. They're not going to have these small business jobs. So you, you'll be forced to work for a big conglomerate. A super big multinational company, or if you're doing like a lower skill type thing, Walmart, Target, Amazon, that'd be your only recourse. That'd be your only recourse. You're not going to have any other alternative. And even those companies may not hire you because do you have enough experience or skill to warrant getting paid that much money per hour? And then if a robot or some kind of AI program or something can be acquired for less than what the wage is over a certain period of time, what, like uh, two years, three years? If this machine costs X over a three-year period and an employee costs X over a three-year period, when you factor in the wage and insurance and taxes and all kind of other stuff, workmen's comp, all that, factor all that in, put it together, the robot's cheaper, I hired a robot. Now you have no job. So... Yes, the wage went up, and yes, and on paper, in theory, you should get more money, but what happened was you lost your job completely to a machine that's better skilled and is going to cost less, and you're going to have inflation because there are going to be some rises in costs regardless, because even if you could fire all your employees and just bring on the robots, that's going to be an added expense, and you got to raise prices to be able to meet it. That's how it works. So now when you go to the store, you're paying more for everything. This is why they had the $18 Big Mac meal in California. 18 US dollars for a Big Mac meal. You're talking about a sandwich, a thing of fries, and a drink. $18. That's why it costs that much. And if you raise the wage up so much, you'd be paying $35 for a Big Mac meal. I would never. I just... On, on, just on principle, as a cool kid say on GP, I would never pay that much for anything from McDonald's. I refuse. I could be starving to death. My ribs can be touching my back. I'm talking about a whole sandwich with no protein, no lettuce, no tomatoes, no nothing. Just straight thin sliced bread together. That could be my stomach empty. I refuse to pay $35 for any item from McDonald's, point blank, period. But you live in California and you want to have the high minimum wage, that can happen to you. And then here's this. If you have no job, if you're unemployed, now you still got to pay these higher prices as if you're making wages to justify those high prices. You see how that works? So all you're going to do is raise the floor of poverty. 
as I was saying in my video, if the floor of poverty right now and a random number here, so don't attack me, don't, don't, um, don't beat me up. Let's just say for a family of four, the floor for poverty is $35,000. Now I'm saying the random number. Let me know what you think the floor for poverty is where you live for a family of four in a dollar amount. Let's just say for this example, the floor for poverty, meaning the threshold. Once you get to this level of money, anything at that point or below is considered poverty. Let's say at 35,000 right now, if you raise the minimum wage to 720 from 725 to 50, that 35,000 now becomes 70,000 easily, maybe even $80,000. That would be considered poverty. If it was 35,000 before now it's going to be 80. So if you have no job, you're struggling, you get laid off, you're going to be in a much worse situation. You're going to create a bigger divide between the haves and the have-nots. And that's happening right now in California. You're literally having slums right next to expensive high-rises. That's what happens in other parts of the world, India, places like this, third-world countries. They have that really big divide between the haves and the have-nots. And that'll happen here in America if you push forward with these ridiculous policies monetarily. All right. So John W says poverty level currently about 27,000 in Michigan. Columbus, Ohio is like 48,000 for a family of four. That's wild. For Columbus, I've been hearing a lot about Columbus. They've been kind of coming up lately, huh? I got a lot of family out there actually in Columbus. If you see, I said it before, if you see anyone who looks like me in Columbus, they are my cousin. And I could pretty much bet all the tea in China on that. And I'm being serious. <laughs> I'm for real, seriously. So yeah, shout out to all my uh, Columbus cousins. But yeah, um, that's pretty high. 48,000 for Columbus, Southern Ohio, Central Ohio. You would think that it'd be a much cheaper place, but hey, it's coming up. It's starting to, you know, and I, I can imagine what the floor for poverty is right now in California. It's, it's gotta be high. Hold on. Eugene says in Virginia, 2022, that amount is 13,590 per year. Really? For a family of four? I don't know. I don't know about that one. Maybe, maybe for one individual person. And it depends where you live. You living in Northern Virginia, forget about it. If you make 13,000 in Northern Virginia, that is pretty much the, that's, that's the income of a crack smoker. If you make that much, you pretty much smoke crack for a living. Um, let me see. Uh, Vincent says a family of four in San Francisco, you have to make $250,000. That's two incomes. That's wow. A quarter million dollars just to be able to make it. I mean, that's nuts. That's totally nuts. You can't pay me any kind of money to live over there. I don't care if I could afford it. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> I am not going to do That's just ridiculous. I let me, let me just stay over here. Closer to the mountains, closer to the south, and I'm good money. I don't, I, I don't need it. Hold on, no filters. YouTuber says raising wages and stores will start closing down, and those complaining will have no job or illegals will take them up. Oh, 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 oh. There you go. See, that's something else. The illegal aliens, they're going to come in and do the work under the table. All right, Miss Barbara Lee, you want the wage to be fifty dollars an hour? What'll happen? Aside from the automation and the firing, let's just hire a bunch of illegal aliens under the table to do the work. They'll work happily for next to no money. And then they're not here legally. They have no documentation, no paperwork. So you can, you can kind of get away with it. You can't really do that with a regular citizen, but you can kind of do it with an illegal alien. So that'd be a way around it. Good point. 
Good point. And it shouldn't even be that way. You should just let the free market be the free market rather than trying to intervene. Hold on. Mecca Film says my rent in Utah is 2000 a month, four bedroom, two bathroom, 1700 square feet. I mean, it's, it's a, um, a house, an apartment. That appears to be pretty good, though. Two two thousand a month, four bed, two bad, seventeen hundred square feet. That's real good. Yeah, shout out to Utah. Hopefully, you don't get too many Californians that come and invade you. <laughs> Hopefully, you don't get too many Californians. I'm on some y'all. I'm Muslim. I'm not no mama's. Um, I'm I'm Mormon now. I was living in Beverly Hills, California. Now I'm a Mormon. Now I live in Utah. So now I'm be your neighbor. Hopefully, you don't get too much of that going on because if you get that happening, you're gonna have your cost of living exponentially increase, exponentially increase for sure. It's a duplex, okay. So shout out to you, man. Hopefully you're living in a good neighborhood. You're not ducking bullets or nothing like that. You know, I, I I would think that you're not ducking bullets over in Utah. Okay, I, I got to get to some uh, super chats and I got to get to the calls. There's some things I didn't cover, but it's fine. I got a few videos coming out tomorrow, which I'm going to cover a lot more topics. Um, the whole thing with uh, Escalante, What's, what's her name? Jeffrey Escalante, but Janice Moreno. Yeah, she is a woman. And let me see if I could just play something for you guys right quick before I wrap that up. Um, this is her speaking previously. She's she dead now. This is her speaking before. All right, let's check it out. And you see her face. This is a woman. Five foot five, 190 pounds, Gordita. This is her speaking. Check it out. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. My name is Jeffrey Scalante Moreno. Good afternoon. My name is Jeffrey Scalante Moreno. Now, if you need some context here, this is the person that went and shot up uh, Lakewood Church, where Joe Osteen is the pastor in Houston, Texas. Uh, she got deleted. Her son, unfortunately, was shot. I'm not quite sure if she shot the boy, or if the boy was hit in crossfire with the police. I don't know how that happened. And the boy, unfortunately, was hit in his head. Hopefully he makes it, but it doesn't look too good. And a 50-something-year-old man got shot in his leg and is in a stable condition. He might be home by now. But she got iced right away by two um, off-duty officers who were security at the church. All right, so that's her. Um, it's a woman. Now, the name Jeffrey, I think, is an alias because she has a lot of criminal activity going on dating back to 2005. So that's a that's an alias she used in the criminality. But I don't believe that she's a man. I think that this is a woman. She was married to a man and they had a son. And the son is the boy who got hit at the church and it may not make it. There was a custody battle between the two of them, between her and the husband. And then she won custody. But there is a record of abuse and all kind of stuff going on. There's a whole big thing. Um, they found some, quote unquote, anti-Semitic writings because her um, ex-husband's mother-in-law or, or pardon me, her ex-husband's family is Jewish. It's, it's really just a whole lot going on. But yeah, a lot of aliases. Um, let me put it on the screen right quick for you guys. So you got Jeffrey Escalante, Jeffrey G, Jeffrey Moreno, just all kind of stuff, right? Janice Ivan, uh, Ivan Moreno. Yeah, this this is a woman. It's weird. It's almost some non-Hispanic. Okay, from El Salvador. Clearly, Gordita, clearly Hispanic. I'm not sure how they came across that, but this is a woman. 
and she's gone now. So that's that. But obviously, there's mental health issues. They had her on a hold back in 2016 for a mental health issue. So this person has a some identifying factors. The main thing, mental health. They wouldn't have blamed the gun, talking about she had this and she had that. Well, she had a, a brain that was messed up. She had some obvious mental issues. No excuse, obviously. No excuse for what she did, but there was some signs there. She was trying to get help from the church. There was some signs there that things were not going very well for her. All right. So that's that. All right. Yeah. I mean, it says it right here. Five, five, one ninety. I'm reading this uh, sheet right here. You see. So sex, female, race, white, not Hispanic, but that's wrong. Obviously, clearly Hispanic. Five, five, one ninety. Yep. And then you got all she uh, born in El Salvador and different names, different aliases. But her name is Janice, Janice Moreno. And if you like what you're hearing so far, please give the video a thumbs up. Like the video, share the video, do all of that good stuff. That'll help me out tremendously. Yeah, on the, it said it might have been on the butt stock or the magazine of the pistol, of the rifle she had, uh, sticker that said Palestine on it. And then I think when they went to her home, there may have been a Palestine flag outside of the home that was kind of wrapped up so you couldn't see what it was. And I, I wouldn't doubt it if the media wrapped that flag up so you couldn't see it. It was a whole big mess. All right, we got to get to some super chats. Then we're going to get to some calls. The number to call, 434-658-1220. Again, 434-658-1220. Let's check out some supers. Then we're going to get to the calls. And shout out to you guys for being here. You guys are the best audience anywhere on these interwebs. All right, shout out to Harmon Armin for your dancing cat emoji. Shout out to Lawfare who says, woke churches be like, we need to spend... $14 million on Super Bowl ads for my church, but never mind about the homeless veterans. Hey, man, it's whatever. People do with their money what they want to do with it, you know? Thank you to Lothair who says, what is your workout routine? Just curious. I do a lot of calisthenic stuff, push-ups, sit-ups. Um, I don't really do a whole lot. My main thing is I eat properly. If you eat properly, that's half of the, that's really 80, 90% of the battle. And I do push-ups, sit-ups, uh, go outside, walk, get vitamin D, sun on my face. That's the main thing that I do. I don't really go hard and do a lot of extra stuff. I just a have activity and I lift things. I lift my body weight. I'm about 215 pounds. So I do my push-ups. I do incline, decline, do sit-ups, all kind of stuff, moving my body, just being flexible. That's the main thing, right? Just being physically active. Also, um, Russia collusion is a joke. The scream about this with no facts. I really think Saudi Arabia would have more of a chance of supporting Trump. They get the easy peasy lemon squeezy who says, hey, ABO, have you heard about free speech advocate Tom McDonald falsely copywriting striking reaction channels that give negative reviews on his music? <laughs> it's probably not something you're interested in. I just think it's funny. That's funny. But that's why music is always kind of dicey like that, because in reality, they can always do that. They, they can always do that whenever they want. So it, it it's a tool that can be abused, but ultimately they have the right to do it. So that's why I always stay away from music. You know, uh, uh, like I, I played it a little bit. Um, I played it a little bit today because it was a cover. It wasn't actually in excess. But if I was to play in excess and really show it, regardless of how I showed it, it, it could have been an easy copyright claim. So I don't I don't mess around with it. 
But yeah, that's funny. Uh, and if he's doing that like maliciously for that purpose, that's whack. That's whack. Yeah, I'm I'm a, I'm a free speech rapper, conservative rapper. I can't tell. Anyway, shout out to the LARPers. Shout out to Jamie who says, we heard your Shaq voice. Can we hear your Clint Eastwood voice impression? I don't have a good one on that. I got to hear more of his movies and whatnot to kind of be immersed in it. Thank you to Love Live Serve who says, your ABL, how do I know if a girl is vibing with me before I ask her out? Any signs to look out for? Not trying to make things awkward. She's a coworker. Okay. This, this is a very good question. And I think ultimately on Uncle ABL, I'm going to do like a, I'm going to try to find time once I really get in the role into the swing of things to do a stream over there where I answer these kind of questions. These are perfect uncle questions to answer. I'm going to answer it right here, though. So I, first of all, I don't recommend workplace romances unless you are really serious. You're really serious. Speak to her first as, and, and take things slow. Be friends at first. Take things slow. Get to know her just regularly, normally, like anybody else. Be around her. Just talk to her. Just get th- get to know her slowly first. And then if you think you want to take things seriously and be in a relationship and not just hit it one time and carry your hind part somewhere else, then at that point you can ask her out. But if you're not serious, my man, listen to me now. If you're not serious and all you want to do is fornicate, you are going to get fired from that job. What's going to happen is you're going to go one time, two times, something like that, and don't call her no more. Now it's going to be awkward in there, and then you could do something, or let's say you have another girlfriend and you bring her around. You don't know how she's going to react. The girl that you may have been trying to get with, she may feel like she's been played. She may feel like she's been you know, um, embarrassed. That can be very dangerous for you in your job. I don't recommend doing that unless you're dead serious and you got to get to know her just as a regular normie human being first as friends first, then press forward only if you're serious. Okay. That's that. That'd be how I do it. Because if you're not serious, it's not, it's not worth risking your job because ultimately that's, that's what's going to happen. So you don't want to do that. Yeah. And then sexual harassment. Yeah, exactly. You don't want to have those kind of allegations on your back. You're not trying to get locked up, big rocks, little rocks. You don't want it. Be dead serious. Then I say go forward. If not, leave it alone. All right. Thank you to Kelly K who says, for your Duolingo subscription. No habla espanol. All right. Thank you for that. Gracias. Shout out to Frederick Craig who says, it's funny how us black conservatives are seen as the sellouts, but people like Ben Crump joined the original slave owners. Great show, Uncle ABL. Thank you for that, man. I definitely appreciate you, boss. Thank you, thank you. Thank you to Jenny Jones who says, religion is man-made. Christianity is not a religion. It means you are a follower of Christ and his teachings. Well, thank you for that. I really appreciate you. Shout out to you, okay? I know that that's, that's going to be a, that's going to be kind of, um, I don't want to say controversial, but it might be kind of controversial. All right, let's check it out. And um, the number to call, is 434-658-1220. Again, 434-658-1220. Let's get to the calls. There's also an email to call through Skype in the description box. And if it doesn't work right, don't blame me. Blame the white man because you know it ain't my fault. It is not my fault. I didn't do it. Let's check it out. 434-658-1220. All right. 
Hold on. New new girl says I kissed my coworker in the parking lot after work. I couldn't help myself. That was eight years ago. We're still together. Well, hey, that's that's a that's a heartwarming story. And I'm sure that you guys already knew each other. Y'all had been familiar with each other, and it was a genuine uh connection first before anything like that happened. Because it kind of led up to it and then it made sense. But for the for the men out there, for the young men out there, be very careful because if you don't handle it right and you're not serious about her and you're not trying to pursue a real relationship with her, you try to you try to pursue her, that can have your job taken away, maybe even your freedom. So you know, tread lightly, but I'm not saying don't do it because that is a place you can't meet somebody at work. I mean, where are you gonna meet somebody? You gonna meet somebody at which outside eating ice cream, you probably gonna meet them at work or through friends, maybe at church if you go to church and in the apps. But if you're around them constantly at work, that's a, that's a good place to get to know somebody, but only if you're serious. Nothing else other than that. Let's keep on rocking here. 470, you're on line. Who am I speaking to? Where are you gonna meet somebody? You can meet somebody outside. Hello, 470. ABL. What's happening? Hey, man, it's Craig from Wild and Wacky Atlanta, where anything can happen anytime. How you doing, sir? I'm well. How about yourself? Oh, great, great, great. Have a very productive day. So, wow, <laughs> that's a lot going on. How about that Sunny Hostin uh, from The View? Oh, that was funny. <laughs> about her slave owner past? Oh, yes. That was hilarious. <laughs> I thought that was really, really, really funny. She is such a hypocrite. <laughs> Yeah, it was crazy because she came on TV talking about reparations even after that. Well, it's like, well, what do you mean? Are you going to pay or receive or both? How does that work? Yeah, as I told you last year, I did the uh, the whole Ancestry 23andMe thing. I found I'm on part uh, British, Irish, and Scottish. So my British side oppressed my Scottish and Irish side for several hundred years. So right. <laughs> I have to pay myself reparations. I don't know how I'm going to do that. Now I'm going to calculate the cost. This could be billions of dollars. <laughs> I, think I'm just, I think I'm just going to have to give off that one. So it's never going to happen. Right. Anyway, man, a lot going on here. Um, wow. Um, so what's your take on the, the election? Everything? We have Fannie Willis. Her, her case is coming up tomorrow, as a matter of fact. So she better not party too hard today for Valentine's Day. Yeah, hopefully not. Like, she need to just relax and take it easy. Um, I hope that she not only gets removed from the case, but I want, to go, I, w- I want her to go to the penitentiary because this is much deeper than just some impropriety with the case. You got some some money laundering. You got all kind of the, the lover's kickback. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you got a lot of stuff going on here. Spending thousands and thousands of taxpayers' dollars on lavish trips to uh, Australia on a cruise and to Napa Valley in California – to Miami, Florida. Oh my God, I paid for that. That's disgusting. I live in Fulton County. I want a refund. You know, if anything. Right. So I heard Trump's supposed to uh, to go to her her trial. Is that true? I've not heard that, but if if he did, he's going to be... trial tomorrow. <laughs> Wait, he's he's going to his trial tomorrow. Yeah, I think it's for he's he's going to one trial tomorrow for a court trial. It's um for the hush money case or something like that allegedly he paid out so i don't care if he did or not you know made america great again so what if he you know paid somebody some money to to shut up <laughs> yeah, you know it's supposed to be to the the ex-porn star what's her name um for way um, back in 2017 2016 stormy daniels, or 2016, stormy daniels. <clears throat> the blonde stormy daniels yeah yeah the one that mike 
uh, Mark Dice calls Sloppy Daniels. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I, I yeah, Trump's getting bigger and bigger and bigger, and and Joe Biden can't remember what happened, you know, a minute ago. So it's crazy. He's talking to dead people, you know. Yeah. Tom Cole's been dead since like what 2017, and Mitterrand, who's been dead since what 1996. <laughs> yeah, it's been quite a while. Uh, it's just crazy. Yeah. So anyway, that's all I want to say. Also, to the uh, guy from Toronto who called in a month ago from area code uh, 647, Adolf Hitler was not a nationalist. He was a national socialist. He was head of the National Socialist German Workers' Party. He was a socialist. Definitely, for sure. That guy bragged about, oh, I've read about Hitler since 2008. I've read about Hitler since 1983, since I was 14. You know, so buddy, what's your point? You know, that guy needs a little bit more research. So anyway... Enough about that. That's all I want to say. I want to put the set the record straight for that guy. He's an idiot. Anyway, man, thanks a lot. You take care. Be safe when you come down to Wild and Wacky Atlanta. And uh, I'll talk to you later. Thank you for the call, man. Definitely appreciate you. Thank you. Trump twenty twenty four. Thanks. Bye. Right on. All right. Great call. Shout out to my man for the call. And shout out to you guys for being here. You guys are the best audience anywhere on these interwebs. Y'all know what to do. If you like what you're hearing so far, please give the video a thumbs up. Like the video, share the video, do all that good stuff. All right, Tariq, what's going on? Hey, what's going on, man? You know, I think one of the worst things happened over the Super Bowl weekend, man. Did you see how the Senate passed that uh, spending bill? Yeah, I saw that. Man, that was, I think that's got to be one of the biggest betrayals in American history ever, especially the 18 Republicans that jumped on. And it's, you know, issue using old Mitt Romney, uh, Mitch McConnell. You, you, you know the Republicans who are more worried about foreign policy than American uh, domestic policy, and they never really even speak on what's going on in America. You know, they're always trying to get us into wars. And the fact that they sat there and they bent to the Democrats' will and didn't do any funding for any border funding and just wanted to pass a foreign age pa- package was that's 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 actually betrayal to the republican base and the thing is these old uh, rhino republicans need to get voted out man because the thing is even if trump would win they would just turn into democrats and just block trump on every way and try to impeach him or 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 force him to support these foreign adventures. And this is another reason too, man, which which makes this so incredibly frustrating is that you see why the Republicans don't win. The Democrats never been to anything the Republicans want, even on this border issue. You know, you know, even even that first little lame border deal, the Democrats are not going to ever close the border. They're never going to bend, but it's it's frustrating that when you look at our side, our team, they're always bending to the Democrats. They're, they're always just compromising, and then, you know, you got stupid Mitt Romney saying that um, our, our support for Ukraine, our ally, is just major because we don't want Russia to take over U- Ukraine, and then it becomes, what, a U.S. national security um but what about illegals crossing the border? How do we know that Russians aren't crossing the border, setting up cells, or any other terrorist state? Like, how, how can these 
Republicans say some stupid like that. And you know, the, the 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 frustrating thing is now it's up to the Republicans in the House to block the bill. But why are we at this situation as conservatives where we like, please Republicans do the right thing? It, it's just it's just frustrating because we have to think, are Republicans gonna flip and join the Democrats because they're so pro-war? They're like foreign policy first, like we hate Russia versus we need to do what's right for the American people. And no, we're not giving Biden a, a red cent for any of these stupid wars until they start taking American uh, security, domestic policy more seriously. So it's just it's just frustrating to always be in this position, man. Like, I don't I don't think, you know, Dem Democrats is always marching lockstep. And then the Republicans don't. And then, you know, you look at these rhinos, like I said, like um, Megan McCain, which I know she's a clown, but, you know, people like her, it's just it's just interesting when you when you hear them complain about Donald Trump. It's always about his personality, but never about his policies. And this is the problem when I listen to media, when they talk about Trump is losing these suburban white conservative women. I was, I'm like, who cares about them? You know, the, 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 the problem with the suburban white conservative woman is she is no different from the liberal feminist, man. It's like to her, like Trump and his personality, it's just for some reason, it's just offensive to her. It's it's just all emotional. And you and you notice these suburban conservative women, they never talk about what they don't like about Trump's policies. So they are cool with the LGBT agenda going on with little, little, little boys getting their private parts removed. They are cool with all that nonsense. They are cool with the open border. They are cool with all these wars just as long as Trump doesn't win. I mean, the, I'm sorry, but the, what the Republicans got to do is probably just ignore the suburban white conservative woman and start focusing on the men. Because, the, the, the see, the conservative white suburban woman, just think about it. If we ever would have had a war with Russia right right now, let's say the Ukraine war spills over into World War III, U.S. gets involved. Guess what? The suburban white woman, she's not getting drafted. She's a woman, but the, but, but the males are. So it's ridiculous. Like to me, it's like, we got to stop focusing on them. Like if they're, if they're going to be on team abortion, which I don't really care about that, but if they're going to like put these liberal policies and these feminist values first, I think the Republican party should just drop them because you can't win people like that. I think the Republican party need to need to focus on the men. And I also think that the Republican voters need to really pay attention to the Senate, Senate senators who voted on that stupid spending package and vote them out. Otherwise, they will be a problem for Trump. And that's all I got to say, man. Thank you for the call, man. Definitely appreciate you. All right. Take care. Great call. Shout out to Tariq for the call. And shout out to you guys for being here. You guys are the best audience anywhere on these interwebs. You know what to do. If you like what you're hearing so far, please give the video a thumbs up. Like the video. Share the video. Do all that good stuff. Let's go to 859. You're allowing my speaker to. Hey, how's it going, ABL? What's up, bud? It's all good. What's happening? Oh, I'm just chilling out, hanging out with Joel, eating some pizza, and uh, playing some video games, listening to ABL. Hey, uh, there's a guy who usually calls up your channel, and every time you bring up the, the border issue, he always screams and yells. And it's like every time I listen to those phone calls, I just laugh and chuckle. It's like, dude, this guy is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> 
And you're, and you're a very reasonable guy. I don't know why he's calling up, screaming at you about it. And I know I have disagreements on some of the stuff you believe in, but you are, you see, to me, you seem like a very genuine person. I, I don't listen to Ben Shapiro anymore because he flip flops. And I don't, to my opinion is I, I, he's a hypocrite, you know, but you are genuine. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. Hey, hey no problem. But you know, uh, my position on the whole border uh, crisis is it's not necessarily a border issue. Is The problem is we have a country that ha- has a bad habit of our country and our government to give handouts. The border, you see, we wouldn't have a border issue we wouldn't, if we would have all these people, all these government officials, and all these government programs just giving handouts to all these people. That's the only reason why they're coming over here. If we didn't have that issue... We want to be we want to be thinking about a wall building building a wall at all, but now, you know, it's draining our resources and it's Democrats' fault. Yeah, exactly. There, there, there was a need for no bill before Biden came in office. Things were fine, but now all of a sudden we need a bill. Why? It's because they have they're, they're using the border as leverage to get things that they want done otherwise. And you're right. I mean, they're just using them as slaves as cheap labor, and it, 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 it's it's like. You guys haven't really changed from, from like, you know, the old days of the Dixiecrats guys. Come on. The hypocrisy. Mm-hmm. Not only that, I mean, you know, I'm not necessarily for or against open borders. To my opinion, you might disagree with me on this. The only time an open border society can ever, ever work, A, don't give handouts. <laughs> B, uh, both economies have to be the same. So Mexico and the United States have to be a bit of an cap. Like legalizing prostitution, drugs, that kind of thing. Like Javier Malengo. I'm hoping I'm pronouncing that right. <laughs> the man with the chainsaw. My heroes have chainsaws. <laughs> but a, a libertarian society, that's the only way that would ever work. Because you want to have a government inside of every aspect of, of, of immigration and of immigration. It'd be no different between traveling between state and state. But the problem is they screwed it up. The Democrats have screwed this up totally. Well, the only problem is you got to have you have nations that are being able to uh, you you have resources that need to be held on to. And you also have security interests. There, there's a lot of reasons why nations are nations. And I don't think it makes a lot of sense to just have a nation with no borders and other nations like it. You know, either either we, we would annex Mexico, which I would not want to do because of some other issues. Either we annex them or we have or we have a border and we and we uphold the border. And, you know, I mean, the thing is, I mean, if the only time I think we'd be able to, if, it, if it's if we have a fantastic economy and if we didn't, if they were working as much as, as we as in society to build, rebuild it. But the problem is you're getting all these criminals in when people who are criminals coming in, they have bad habits and they basically only want to look for a handout. Usually the most majority of those guys are like that. It's reality. Yeah, we can't have that going on. Oh, definitely. And then also, I mean, we need to make laws. If you're going to do something like that, you got to make laws to be like, hey, we can't hire you unless you're, unless you're an American citizen. You know, crack down on the people who you want, who want the, treat, uh, the cheap labor, you know? Yeah, that's going to be hard because if they over here, they over here. We got to just not have them here. Yeah, and I, I don't, I'm, expect, I'm, not a mess, I'm not expecting Mexico to even take, take our kind of idea of libertarian politics. That ain't going to happen. I know that for sure. Hey, thank you very much for the call, ABL. I appreciate it. Thank you for the call, man. Appreciate you. And not much, man. I'm happy to hear from you. This is a Luciferian Libertarian now. I know. Bye.
All right, shout out to the caller. Shout out to him. Let's keep on rocking and rolling here. 215, hit on line. Who am I speaking to? Hey, hey, ABO, how's it going? Everything is good, boss. How about yourself? Uh, yeah, everything is good. Can you hear me clearly? Are right, you perfect? Okay, so I wanted to talk to you about, it was a story I saw, right? So basically what happened in Philadelphia was these, it was uh, back in September of 2022. These kids, these teenagers had shot up a shot at Roxborough High School and they had killed another kid, a 15-year-old, but he wasn't the intended target, right? This was after a football game. So, and what what's crazy about it, they were involved in another shooting and killed a 19-year-old. And the police had wound up doing, invest, they investigated, wound up tracing the shooting. And mind you, it was a 15-year-old, 17-year-old, 16-year-old, and a 21-year-old. And the 21-year-old, he's on video going to a gun shop, buying more ammunition before the high school shooting happened. And when they got, when they, when they caught everybody, right, come to find out the guns had serial numbers on them. And they said they found out that a sheriff, a Philadelphia sheriff deputy sold them the guns. He was selling illegal guns and narcotics on the side while being, being a sheriff deputy. That's crazy. That's totally crazy. Yeah, because somebody had to do, do some, because the news, they don't, they probably didn't re- report on it as much, but they did report on it, the local news. So one of our Philadelphia sheriff deputies sold the teenagers the guns or sold it to the 21-year-old for, for at least $3,000 and because he was selling guns and narcotics on the side. And they, they traced those guns back. They said, yeah, those were the guns that was involved in the shooting of the high school and the shooting of the 19 year old. So he wound up getting at least 25 years for that after they caught him. Cause he had sold to an undercover federal agent. Mm. Yeah, that, that'll do it. And the, the crazy part is the 21 year old before the high, before the high school shooting, right? He was in, back in 2020. He was involved in a drag racing, which he ended up hitting a pregnant woman and killing her baby. And the worst part about it is when he got locked up, he was convicted, but he was out on zero dollars bail. Remember the, the bail reform that you were talking about where the, the, most of these people that should be sitting in jail with a bail, they're just yeah. getting let out right away. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's exact. That's exactly what happened to him. He shouldn't have been on the streets and he got let out right away. So then he, he was able to plan this high school shooting to, I guess to kill the people he wanted to kill and never killed them. He just killed an innocent 15 year old kid. And now he's doing life in jail. And I, when I, when I listened to the story, I thought about what you said about the bail reform. He shouldn't have been on the streets in the first place. They let him back out in the streets in 2020. Now, 2022, two years later, he ended up causing the life of a 15 year old. That's crazy. Totally crazy. Yeah, but like like you said, uh, yeah, I watch your shows a lot, and like you said, it doesn't surprise you at all. Nah, because you but, know you you know where these kind of things are going. When you just let people out, let them do whatever they want to do, you're going to have these things happen as a result. Unfortunately, that is true. Well, thank you for taking my call, ABL. Thank you for the call, man. Definitely appreciate you. All right, have a good one. Have a good night. Same Happy Valentine's Day. Right on.
That's a little different. Happy Valentine's Day to a random guy. Like, yo, bro, happy Valentine's Day to you, bro. Here's a, here's a flower. <laughs> Shout out to my man for the call. Appreciate him. 860, you're on the line. Who am I speaking to? Hey, Bill. How are you? It's Sonia. Uh, I'm doing well. How about yourself? I'm okay. I'm just here trying to figure out the math. Um, that Senate seat that's available, it's for Diane Feinstein's um, chair? Um, I believe so. I think so, yeah. Um, I'm just trying to figure out because the woman who said that she wants to pay people $50 an hour, she said that she knows what it's like to have a business and take care of her employees and give them benefits. Um, wouldn't the average business owner go bankrupt trying to pay everybody $50 an hour? Yes, they would. Absolutely. I mean, I don't understand where she got that number from. Maybe she's talking to that lady that said that every white man should give black women, um, I think she said... 63 times whatever salary they make above the women with the gender pay gap. Oh, yeah. Maybe she was listening to her because the the math, like you said, you're trying to figure out the math, and it's not really making a lot of sense right now. It's not math. And, <laughs> and I don't know if ZipRecruiter is a credible website, but I was trying to figure out how much lawyers make nowadays an hour. And it said that as of February 2024, the average um, hourly pay for a lawyer in the United States is 48.38. I believe it, yeah, and it's probably you know it could it could be a lot higher than that, you know, because and then it it, it depends on what's going on, uh, what what kind of lawyer you have, if they on retainer, like it's a lot of different things that can go into it. I'm sure they make quite a bit of money. No, I know they make they can make hundreds of dollars an hour, but yeah. fifty is is really up there. I don't I don't understand how because she kept saying, well, we have this you uh-huh. know low income people. If the business owners are paying that, they're going to become low income. And then, and then that's something else, though. So it's like if a lawyer makes, on average, $48 an hour, do they get a raise? Or, and if they do get a raise to the 50 then they make the same thing as a burger flipper? How does it make any sense? Yeah, and then on the flip side, if everybody's going to make $50, $50 an hour no matter what they do, then I guess nobody will have to go to college, and then they can get rid of the school debt. So maybe it'll work out that way. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I guess so. Anyway, I wanted to know what your thoughts were on secession, if anything. Uh, like what you mean, like as far as a, a particular state seceding or like, what, what do you mean? Like everybody, you know, I mean, since we're so different with the other side. Oh, well, seceding. I don't know about that part. I just think that we need to just kind of be in our own little regions, our own little pockets. If you, you have have all the, the, the left wing people go to like one particular part of the country and just let them mm-hmm. do what they want to do, you know, and, and then like if we secede, I'm not quite sure the problem gets solved because if we have immigration and then they just come to our particular part of the the line and the sand, it's like the same thing. So I don't really know how that would work, how it would really make a difference. Well, the first thing I would say is that I stand with Texas because they're located in the United States of America, unlike uh, Israel, Palestine, and Ukraine. Right on. Absolutely. And I don't know why it is that, you know how the diversity, inclusion people, they always want to put someone in a wheelchair when it comes to their pride and all their other paraphernalia when it comes to um, queering kids. But, you know, Governor Abbott is in a wheelchair, and I don't understand. (laughs) I'm not saying he's a victim or anything or he's incapable. He can clearly do his job. But it's funny how they don't point out things when it's not on their side or it's not convenient for their narrative or their propaganda. 
because he has to do this job every single day, and he's the only one that's trying to do something about the um, the migrants. And instead, the, the Democrats and all the blue states, they're mad at him when they should be happy. And maybe you think they're happy behind closed doors because what he's doing is preventing people from going to their cities too. It's weird because normally when somebody is disabled, they kind of highlight that as a virtue. Mm-hmm. But with Greg Abbott, they kind of highlight it to make him look weak because of the way that they show camera angles. I've I noticed that quite a bit. It's weird. It's weird how the media operates. But since I've been watching them for so long, it's again, it's no surprise to me. And I just wanted to tell you, did you know that the $50 million that they want to give the migrants in New York City for the food, did you see Joy Reid where she came out to say in justification for it? I, I did not see that, but I cannot say I'm surprised. Not at all. <laughs> she said that they were eliminating food waste because they were going to be able to buy their own food that was culturally relevant and they can pick and choose for themselves. And then she also threw in that the bank facilitating the program is black-owned, and don't we want to support black-owned businesses in February? <laughs> that's hilarious. February, black-owned businesses, that's, that's nuts. Joy Reid, I mean, I feel like at a certain point, Joy Reid will come out and say that she's been trolling us for the past few years because some of these takes are just ridiculous. <laughs> and then these wigs, these Donald Trump-esque <laughs> wigs she's wearing, it's like it's a whole big troll um, game mm-hmm. that she's running. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna go into the way because I got more things to say. Um, really quickly, the name of the pre- the president of that company is Mo Mocafi. It stands for Mobility Capital Finance. They say he's a Wall Street banker. This is the story that he was in Wall Street. He was doing his own thing, and then he decided to branch off. Can you guess why? Uh, I wonder why. The Ferguson protests because of the shooting of a black teenager. Is he talking about Michael Brown? Um, yeah, Michael Brown. Yeah. So that's what made him start his company. And his name is very interesting. I don't even know how to pronounce it. The first is the first name is W O L E. And the last name is C O A X U M. Try to pronounce that. Uh, well, the Coxum. Well, the Coxum, you know, <laughs> I, I don't want to get my tinfoil hat on, but when I first saw the name, the first thing that came to mind was woke hoax. <laughs> yeah. Like that, if that... they're trolling us. And I, 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 it's it's all all a big troll. That's what I feel like. I feel like you're going to have uh, Tom Green or Ashley Kutcher come out from the closet and say, hey, you're being punked. It's all a big game. That's what I felt like was going to happen at any point in time. Well, the funny thing is, is that the, they're not even the ones who distribute the cards. The, who distributes the cards? I found out it's a bank called Sunrise. And who runs the bank? Nobody we know. But can you guess his melanated uh, category? Uh, they They black. No, it's a white. It's a white man. No, it's a white. white man that owns Sunrise Banks, and they're the ones that give the cards to these people. So mm. no matter what they do, at the end of the day, they always have some whitey behind the scenes, <laughs> and they want to say it's a revolution. Of course. Anyway, I'm going to leave you with this now. It's just a question you can answer when I hang up. What is your favorite woke phrase to date? Customers of size, elected of color, or under incomes? <laughs> Thank you for the call. I answer your question. All right. Take care. Bye. That's a good one. So which one? Customers of size, electeds of color. What was the other one? Customers of size, electeds of color. Um, There was one more. I think the customers of size, that, that might be the big one. That that might be the big one right there. <laughs> customers of size. Like talking about, you know, way overweight, obese, fat people, customers of size. It's like people of color, but... It's like they got to just make things sound so flowery. Always messing with the language.
you know, they went from colored people to people of color. It's the same phrase, just made a little bit more flowery and more makes you feel a little bit better rather than saying coloreds. People of color. It's the same thing. Customers of size rather than saying, oh, under income. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> under income. So customers of size, elected of color and under income. Under income is good, too. Under income. What, what you mean? You broke? You poor? How about that? Like, why must we complicate this language so much? And you're wondering why people, when it comes to this country, have a hard time being able to understand this language. Because it makes, at a certain point, no sense sometimes. Or a lot of times. Especially lately. So, yeah. Shout out to <laughs> the, uh, 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 what is it? Under income. Hilarious. All right. Let's go. Seven eight one, you don't lie. Who am I speaking to? Hey Tony, how you doing? No, I'm just playing. How's it going, Anthony? It's all this good. Is Peter. All righty, man. What's going on? Um, I wanted to talk to you about the uh, situation in Boston with the uh, the migrants staying in the houses, and and it kind of I, I I'm smelling something fishy here. So I'm sure you're familiar with how on the news, mainstream media. You know, they love talking about mass shootings. You know, they're horrible. They they talk about them every chance they get, take guns away, Second Amendment, you know, get rid of it. You never hear them talk about the countless um, situations where an armed citizen saves the day because of the Second Amendment. They don't talk about that. And it happens all the time where someone pulls out their PDW and saves the day. You know, it just happens all the time. They don't talk about it. They don't want to glorify it. So with this migrant thing, you got this woman coming on. Oh, it's so great. Oh, I, they're so kind. Oh, we're so misunderstood about these people. They're great. I really love this opportunity. I would say, I want your opinion, but I would say that maybe like single digits percentages of the people coming over the border would make a good house guest for a short amount of time. Maybe single digits. You're never going to hear the stories where you got someone coming in, bringing in fentanyl, bringing in drugs, bringing in gangs, robbing the house, stealing from the homeowners. Like that's going to be the majority if people start doing this. If they start pushing that as a normal thing, I feel like you know you'll never hear that happening. You're only going to hear this one woman with this this other woman from Chile or whoever she was from who who looks nice. She looks she doesn't look all ragged. She looks put together, you know, like them trying to make it seem like that's what this is going to be about. That's what your life's going to be. If you take in a migrant, I don't believe it. I'm not buying it. Well, here's something else though. You see, even if you have so-called nice people, what about some of these diseases they could be carrying? You don't know where they come from, what they've been through or anything like that. Like a lot of us have inoculations from some of the uh, diseases that are, you know, polio and all kind of random pox what if somebody brings leprosy in your home? Now you sick and all kind of stuff like that. And, you know, it's weird because these very same people that are now taken in the so-called migrants will be the ones who are vaxxed and double vaxxed and booster and everything else. They'd be the ones in the grocery store saying, hey, stay on the little stickers. Give me six feet. I'm wearing my mask. Don't get anywhere near me. But now they're having the whole migrant in their house with no kind of shots at all ever in their life. It's really weird. Yeah, it's just it's just like gobbledygook virtue signaling. It's just nonsense, you know. It's it's nonsense. It's dangerous, you know. They're trying to encourage a dangerous thing, you know. Like uh, bring a complete stranger from a foreign country. Like, people don't realize I was in the service and I went all around the country, all around the world rather, 
And I've been to Africa, Europe, South America, all these different countries. No place does it like America. And most people in America have never left America. So they don't understand the different cultures all around the world. So when you're getting people from these cultures in, in South America, they don't have the ideals, the values, the morals that we think are just normal in America. So you're trying to start advertising to these people, oh, you're a good person if you accept these migrants. You don't know what you're getting yourself into, and it's dangerous, and it's stupid. And, and when, it, when it goes south, if it becomes a thing that, that idiots in blue states start doing, when it goes south and when there's problems, just like you don't hear about heroes with their own personal defense weapons, you're not going to hear about the horror stories that come from people who take in a migrant and get their house robbed. You know, they won't talk about that. They'll only put on the ones that look good and all the women. Oh, this is such a great experience. You know, it's like, I don't know. It, it's, I'm not buying it. It's definitely a, a blue state scam that they're trying to do to, to, to help the problem that they have put themselves in because they don't want to say that they got a problem because they're the ones saying, oh, we're sanctuary cities. You know, come on in. Our doors are open. And they, and they don't want to say, oops, you know, like look at Chicago. They're, they have a big oops. You know, they're, they're saying it. And Boston doesn't want to copy them, but they're following in their footsteps. Now they're trying to get locals to take on the burden. It's like, I don't know. Uh, it's, it's, not, it's not good. Stupid. It's dangerous. Absolutely. Yeah, well, that's all I got for you tonight, man. I'm enjoying the show. I hope you have a good night. Thanks for the call, man. Definitely appreciate you. Appreciate you. Take care. All right, a shout-out to the caller. Great call. Fantastic call. Yeah, man, I'm not trying to get dengue fever. I ain't trying to get Ebola. I ain't trying to get tuberculosis. I ain't trying to get uh, uh, smallpox. I ain't trying to get none of these uh, random third-world viruses all up in my system. It, that, I'm, not, I'm not with it, man. I like to be healthy, smooth, and clean. Let's keep on rocking. 513, you don't lie. Who am I speaking to? Hey, it's Wes. How you doing, ABL? I'm all good, man. How about yourself? I'm all right, man. I can't complain. I saw your video earlier about the um, the woman that took in the migrants. Yes. In uh, Boston, uh, Brookline, I, I believe. Correct. And uh, so I, I, I don't really have a question, but here's just something I maybe you can elaborate. I'm going to turn the volume on on my TV, which I have you on right now after the fact. So uh, a while back, uh, this is pre-COVID, so it just gives you a, a, a kind of a timeline. I think like 2019, I was dating a girl. I picked her up, and I knew the neighborhood because I had a buddy that lived there back in the day when we went to high school. But I picked her up, and it's just this incredibly rich neighborhood. I mean, the only thing they were lacking was a gated fence, but they didn't need it because it was just very remote. And I was like, oh, that's nice. That's a little house behind that house. And she's like, yeah, that's the guest house for the au pair. I, I was not familiar with the term. I thought she was saying au pair. Like, I, I didn't know it was like a French. I guess it's French. I don't know if I'm sure the comments are going to roast me on this. I was like, I don't even know what that is. Yeah, that's um, A-U-P-A-I-R, au pair. So, okay, so it is like French, right? Yeah. Okay, fair enough. Well, she she was, like, explaining this to me. And so, like, we got, like, a 20-minute drive because I'm driving back to my neighborhood to watch this movie with her. And I was like, so would she just lives in that guest house? And she's like, yeah. It's like they're living nanny. And, and she's just like... And the more she's explaining it, the more questions I want to ask. So I, I don't want to like go, you know, 
take up too much of your time with like the questions and the answers that I was getting, but I was just so confused. And I was like, well, how old is that girl? She's like, I don't know. I think like 20, she's been there for a few years. And so when you do the math, it's like, I was like, so is she like, you know, like a college student? She's like, no, she's illegal. She can't even drive. They have to drive her to the supermarket. Wow. Whoa. So yeah, no, so, <laughs> yeah. no that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like the more I'm asking, I'm like, wait, what? Wait, what? So basically what's happening, like, what's happening is now I got to ask one key question. Maybe, you know, maybe you don't know Were they paying her. No, they just gave her. Well, I, I, I know I can't say for certain. I don't know. Because if, I, I because, do know the deal is, is she was basically free room board and she did. I mean, sh I'm not shoot. I'm not going to lie. Her little house was nicer than my apartment at the time. Yeah. So, you know, I, I'm not going to like hack on her for that, but I, I can't say for certain if she was getting paid or not. But basically there was nowhere she can go. I mean, I would hope it's something where like abuse or anything like that she would be able to go to a neighbor's house and be like look i need help yeah let me, let me I would tell you, hope. yeah so what what's happening is an no pair that's like a slave that's what it is the only thing that would make her not be a slave is if she was getting paid if she's not getting paid that's called slavery because they would put the slaves in the house too like understand they had house slaves in the big house in the big beautiful mansion they're still a slave they're not paying them. That's that's the key difference. Now, if you got a nanny or something like that is living in and they're getting paid, that's just a job. But if you are, quote unquote, paid with room board food, that's called slavery. 100 percent. That's actually illegal. You have labor laws against that in the United States. But since she's illegal, then that makes her kind of in a vulnerable situation. You see? Yeah, she's getting taken advantage of 100 percent. Yeah. Well, in fact, what, what concerned me, though, is her age. It was like, oh, she's because uh, she even said, because the girl that I'm talking about when I was dating, she had to move back into her parents' house. And just to tell you how, like, rich this neighborhood is, her, the, the basement that she lived in had a full kitchen, two bedrooms, full bath, and that was just her in the basement. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was just an unbelievable neighborhood. And good for her. That, that's not what I'm hacking on. Uh, but what, what I'm saying is, is uh, like, I was like, so how long has she lived there? She's like, oh, she's been there since I can remember. I don't know, a few years back. Yeah. I was like, wait a minute, what? This doesn't add up. If she's like 20, you're talking about a minor coming in there and being a nanny. That, that's, that's about how old the house slaves were when they went in. Like when they'd be about 14 years old. Yeah, when they first menstruate, they put them in the house. And then a lot of times the master would have the, um, his way with her. And then that's where Thomas Jefferson and Sally Hemings would come from. 100%. That's, that's, that's what that was. Oh Lord! Yeah. All right. Well, I, it's good to talk to you, dude. Man, I saw your video. Like I said earlier, I hit a like, thumbs up, and obviously I'm subscribed. So, but I was just looking at. I was like, yeah, man, that reminds me. Of, and the woman is just talking like, oh, it's like I have a what? What did she say? Uh, a chef? Yeah, like a free, a free, a, a free chef. Yeah. Yeah, it's like personal uh, chef. Yeah. But you, you know what the worst part about it is? It's probably better than where she came from. So, but on the other hand, it's like you can't take advantage of people. I mean, the whole thing about American values is you work for what you have, you get what you get, and other people shouldn't be able to take advantage of that person. 
that's 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 exactly what's going on with these illegal aliens being taken advantage of. And but it's cool because Democrats are able to kind of go back to their old ways of being able to have these people again, the new slaves. This this is what I'm talking about. This is exactly what I'm talking about. So thank you for your call, man. I definitely appreciate you. All right, I'm sorry for taking too much of your time, ABL. Hey, good stuff, man. All right, no problem. All right. All right, shout out to the caller. I'm reading this right here. So um, I can't read your name, boss. Let me just try to get it on the screen. And no pair, it, excuse me, and no pair is integrated into family life as a temporary family member. The old pair has a room in the family home and eats meals with the family and receives monthly pocket money instead of a salary. <laughs> pocket money? What that mean? What, what, what can they buy with the pocket money? Can they buy their freedom with the pocket money? What, what do they go after it's over with? Like, it's, it's, just, it's just slavery by another name. This is why I said they're the new slaves. There's, there's no need for the barbarism of the past. They just do things differently. But it's the same thing because you got to understand what slavery was. You, be, you, you could be out in the field picking cotton. That's just one form of slavery. That's not it, though. People, when they hear slavery, they think cotton picker. That's not the extent of it. You could be inside the house. You could be a nanny. You could be a nurse. That's why a lot of times after slavery, I'm getting too deep. But a lot of times in the black community, uh, jobs like nursing and farming were normal because we already did that during slavery. Yeah, the the women um, being inside the house raising the master's kids, and then sometimes the master would have they would they would mate they would get with the young fourteen year old girl that came in there as so called au pair, and then that's Sally Hemings and Pocahontas, and the list goes on, and they make it be a romantic story. Not talking about how Pocahontas died at nineteen from an STD that she got from the white man, <laughs> but that's just the reality of what it was back then, and a lot of these things have progressed throughout time. They've become more humane, but ultimately the same thing is still is still there. You live in the house. You're the nanny. You might get a little bit of money to go buy yourself something nice, but you're not really getting paid like a traditional salary as a non-slave would get paid, as an actual professional person would get paid. And you're going to be there kind of working as a minor, which is the same way it was during slavery. There's no difference. And this is what I'm talking about with these people coming across. It's the same thing. These are the new slaves. There's no need for the barbarism anymore because they're coming across voluntarily and they're going to get put right back into the same roles that they had in the 17, 1800s. Simple. And even after slavery was over with, you still had the same kind of thing going on with living in, living nannies and maids and everything else. Why you think when you go to hotels, you see everybody that uh, Ablo Espanol cleaning the rooms. It's the same situation. That's just, and, and really the truth is before the, illegal alien immigration or the, the Hispanic wave that was black folks doing a lot of those jobs, um, hotel maids cooking. And I did that. I used to be in, in the kitchen in the, in the back washing dishes and everybody was black. And then a lot of times you see in the restaurant, the back of the house, the kitchen, uh, dishwashers and whatnot, they'd be all 100% black and outside it'd be a little bit of mix or all white. Sometimes you'll see in some parts of the country go outside and the wait staff, There'll be some whites, but some blacks. And then in the back, it's 100%. Um, in the back, it's 100% black, except for maybe like the main chef. That's just a legacy of slavery in this country. That's all that it is. It's, you know, but we've come a long way since back then. I put it to you that way. I'm not trying to sit here and cry to you now. I'm saying that there are some things that are still around from back then. We've come a long way. And as a country, we are really one of the best countries. They still get like actual legitimate slavery, chattel slavery, worse than what we had it back then in other parts of the world. Speaking about the Haitians that came, they got their own slaves called Restevics. If you know about Haiti, you know what that is. Like they had literal child, ch like child slaves working 
and doing stuff in the house. Restevek, that's what it's called. You can look it up, R-E-S-T-E-V-E-K or V-E-C, Restevek. You can look it up. So I wouldn't be surprised if the woman that's in there cooking for the white lady was a Restevek when she was eight years old in Haiti before she went to Chile after the earthquake. Simple. Yep. Yeah, it's still going on. Absolutely. Slave quarters. Nah, you got a little house off to the side. I went to the Atlanta History Museum. That's where I was, the Atlanta History Museum. And in the back of the property, they have the Swan House, I believe. And you could go on a tour of the house. And on the on the main level, it's real grand and nice and beautiful, big, tall ceilings. Tall. I'm talking tall as tall can be. I want to say 20-foot ceilings. Maybe I'm exaggerating, but it's pretty tall. You can look it up. Atlanta History Museum, Swan House. Look it up. Beautiful. You go up in the upper rooms, up like on the third floor, you can see where the slave quarters or where the, where the help would live. Oh, you got a nice house, all of that. But that's that's where the slave would be. That, that was the slave quarters. Yep. Um. So, yeah, that'd be a wrap for me. Shout out to you guys. You guys are the best audience anywhere on these interwebs. I don't have my Chicago police officer friend calling me right now. So shout out to my man. Hopefully everything's good. Hopefully you're enjoying your, your Valentine's Day. Um, but shout out to you guys. You guys are amazing. I'll be back live again on Saturday night at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time to right around right now, 11 Eastern Standard Time. And throughout the week, I'm putting out pre-recorded videos. I got a lot of topics I'm going to cover. I'm loaded up. I got topic after topic after. I got topics on topics on topics. I got a lot of stuff going on. So I'll be putting out content all throughout the week. And of course, you guys, please subscribe to my new channel, Uncle ABL. I've been talking about it for years, I feel like, and I finally done it. Uncle ABL, we're talking about relationships. We're talking about money. We're talking about nutrition, how not to get your back beat tremendously big in 2024, losing weight, things of this nature. I've seen a lot of things, done a lot of things on a jack of all trades, master and none. So I'll talk about other things that interest me that are not necessarily news related on that channel. Again, that's Uncle ABL. And I'm going to put the link right here in the description. YouTube.com forward slash at Uncle ABL. That's me. Y'all check it out. And uh, you guys are the best audience on the internet. If you like the show tonight, please give the video a thumbs up. Like the video. Share the video. Do all that good stuff. That'll help me out tremendously. You're also listening to a podcast right now. It'll be available on your favorite audio streaming platforms whether that be Google Play, Apple iTunes, Spotify, et cetera. Link for that will be in the description or just go to your favorite audio streaming platform and search ABL Live. I should pop right on up. All righty. And shout out to you guys for watching, retweeting, super chatting, whatever you're doing. I could not do the show without you. Shout out to you guys for moderating and keeping the trolls nice and in check. I really appreciate y'all for that. All righty. Super chats on deck. I'll read those, then I'll wrap it on up, put the bow clean on top. Shout out to Frederick. I already read that one. Shout out to you, boss. I appreciate you, man. Shout out to uh, Rockvolution, too, who says, if he gets us, hold on, then he gets us, is declaration of war from the devil himself, prop up and I don't call it Jesus. This is blasphemy against the king, Jesus Christ. Oh, okay, I got it. I was like, what is he saying? The he gets us ad that I showed earlier is a declaration of war from the devil himself. Prop up an idol and call it Jesus. This is blasphemy against the king, Jesus Christ. 
He also says Bible believing Christians must be prepared now. And also Red Dread says, see you later, pal. Shout out to you, boss. Thank you for your super chat. Shout out to you guys for watching. And again, I'll be back on Saturday, same bad time, same bad place, 11 p.m., 8 p.m. to 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And that'll be a wrap for me. So until next time, y'all be safe. I'm out and peace.